0: Get it. You have no idea how long I have waited for this. You shattered my nose bone and you extorted me for my championship. Look at me, Kenny. I'm the fifth member, and now you pay the price. Wow, here yeah. is the fifth. Member We still have a fifth murder too. Uh, check the screen. Check the screen, you bitch. Coda <laughs> and Bushi! Oh!
1: Hey, Yo, Listen. One goes out to get acclaim Let's kick it up, quick Your raps are lame Couldn't make it in the music business Might your only claim to fame Oh goodness, why a shocker Didn't know my rhymes would rap ya yeah. QTV in the building Solo's bringing up a knocker Now let me put on my glasses Give you some rap ass his daddy's lazy, looking like a sack of gravy Hang up the trucks, my friend Your glory days are in the 80s Coming in hot to chill on fire Johnny TV leaves no survivors QT Marshall gonna take you all out with the dirty driver Fill him with the venom, fill him with the venom Fill him with the venom, with the venom and eliminate him In other words, admit him, made him I don't wanna hurt him, but I didn't mean to fit a rage i again, nobody will evade him Hell yeah, I'm that good, baby Yeah, I just it Shady Took you to school, that's right Three guys just flexed on by a lady You zero, holly one Y'all know I've just begun Don't run with scissors, now sit down Y'all just became my son uh.
0: Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down.
2: Good wrestling day! We are back after a solid, I think, what, three weeks off in total from the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back. Let's see if we know what we're doing, because it took me a minute or two to figure out how to do this job. <laughs> uh, I I think last we left you, it was before Money in the Bank kicked off. You know, we we gave our insight about Forbidden Door, and a lot has happened really since that Money in the Bank pay-per-view that happened in London, but a lot has happened in life as well. I'm fucking up hotel rooms, apparently, left and right, you know, not just uh, smelling like jazz, but we uh, made things a little bit worse, and uh, I'll get into that, I guess, but hey, if I'm really going to continue our show from the last you heard from us, good. Say his name. Who's the co host? Say his name.
3: Thanks to you, I have already binge watched Better Call Saul again, and I'm God just about right. done with Breaking Bad.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. It's been three weeks, dude. Ain't you I've got been, a job? What,
3: well, I mean, you know, when you work from home, TV can always be on. Yep. Um, that's not Same. even how I wanted to intro the show. I, I got a fucking, it's like we never missed a fucking beat. And and Nightwing, you know I love blowing up your spot, so I'm going to do it again right now. I don't know if you happen to see his message. What's that? Did he spoil something? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, So there was something I saw on Twitter the other day. It was, I don't know, Daniela Hemsley. She's a boxer. (laughs) You you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) The flasher. The flasher, yeah. So she won, and she was so excited. She just pulled up her top and... Fucking showed her tits. All right, no big deal. Whatever, man. She's an man.
2: influencer, by the way. She's not an athlete. She. He, oh, okay. I didn't YouTube know that. That's fl-
3: probably why she did it. Then. So. She's
2: she's a Logan Paul.
3: Oh, great! Even fucking better. So. He messages a link to the story, right? And I had already seen it on Twitter. He goes, "Somebody needs to get the video." And I go, "The all I can find is the uncensored one." So I go, "I'm like, I saw it on Twitter." He's like, "Link." I'm like, dude, I don't remember where the fuck I saw it. And when I saw it, I said, and you could just go watch porn if you really want to.
2: (laughs) They weren't a special pair. Wow. But
3: what's weird about that. They were pretty nice. They were pretty nice.
2: Yeah. No, but they weren't like, here's the truth. To be honest with you, once you've seen several sets in your life, when a flasher happens, it's like, it's cool. But it's not like mind-boggling, and I'm like, I need to see him, need to see him, need to see him, need to see him. It was a pleasant surprise I'm not on my that timeline, you were,
3: and that was about it.
2: Well, maybe, maybe Nightwing had a chub going, and he couldn't let the blood go back to the other. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, today that'll be the first time that we not only talk about one pair of titties, we got two pair of titties we're gonna be talking about. That's multiplication. <laughs> first, that's a Nutty Professor reference yeah. for you, but the second one is uh i can't wait to talk about the wars
3: so much shit happened Was that this dude. week of course it was when we took time off you'll be proud of me i took really short well it started off as really short notes
2: <laughs> well, we'll hang on. before it. we get into that let me ask you what i'm referencing is that this past week or this real week in history uh-huh. with that what i'm talking about the girl James
3: oh yeah flashing oh yeah fucking yeah
2: so i'm saying so we're, we're two for two uh, no, I, I, did the same amount of notes. I can't wait to get into the wars, but look at, we're scratching this week's top topic, if you will. Uh, since we're just getting back in the swing of things, the truth is our top topic is going to give you just a little bit of insight as what well. we thought over the last three weeks of what has happened, We you still got our bringing to the table and we're going to have the Monday night wars, man. You know, we're going to bring that good stuff, but you know, what we're not bringing any news from uh, Buster, the intern, either he's on summer vacation or we're doing our fucking job, <laughs> right? First and foremost, I need to tell you guys something. Last you heard from us, you know, we discussed this before we uh, decided to record, but deeply I apologize. There is a OCD side of me that likes to give you a good production of show. You know, I like to give you good sounds, good clips, everything, and I felt like we did you a disservice by... Being together in a hotel room, we both agreed that if we can't be apart from each other, this podcast goes to shit. Face-to-face, it goes downhill. We tried two all-outs and, well, no, we recorded well, one yeah. all-out. The second one I napped through. <clears throat> Elimination Chamber could have seen better days. Yep. So my point is is that when we get together, you know, things. anyway, but we had a good time in the hotel, and as you remember it smelled like jazz. (laughs)
4: Well,
2: let me ask you, I'm, I have not actually physically asked you this question or physically texted you or anything. Um, and I, and it's so weird because I wouldn't be like, no, you guys could ask my friend. He was there in the room with me at one point, but that's weird. So I'm not bringing that up. Um, when you were there, do you remember me sitting on the bed Or jumping on, not jumping on, but like getting on the bed to lean over to go grab. I think it was like my wallet or whatever it was or whatever. I I leaned across the bed and it made a pop sound. Yeah. Do you remember hearing like a a sound shifting kind of sound? So that was my week in that hotel room at the Hyatt in Rochester. Every time I sat on the end of the bed or the corner of the bed to put my boots on, bam, it would make that kind of sound. Whatever. I didn't care. I just thought it was a shitty fucking box spring. (sighs) Thursday night. I get to actually go and enjoy some of the Jazz Fest. Some of us realized that we were way overstaffed, and they said, All right, you know what? Who wants to take a night off? And I said, Ooh, it's the Skinner Band. Now, it wasn't just a Leonard Skinner tribute band, the drummer is Armis Pyle. He was the drummer that was in the plane crash. So it's a member of Skinnerd, and then... He's like the only tri- one that's alive, is isn't he? Exactly. Yep. And But it's it, it's hard to say. It's like a Skinner tribute, but you got one member. I don't know how you go with that. Anyway, so I was feeling good. I had a good time that night. Uh, I got to go hang out and see some music. had some drinks, did some karaoke, rocked my shit out. I go back to the hotel room. I've gotten up and down off the bed a couple of times, just grabbing some snacks, watching stuff. And I said to myself, you know what I feel like rewatching Osprey Omega 2. I'm in that good of a buzzed mood right now. Let's turn that shit on. So I, I turn on it. I turn on, eat some chips. I'm starting to fall asleep. All right, I'm done. Turn the TV off, fall asleep. About an hour later. I shift from my right side to my left side. Now, look it. I don't know how you shift in bed, but like me, I'm not like an abrasive fucking shifter. But when I go to move, like, it's a quick mm, turnover flop, right? Sure, sure. Boom. Like a fucking (laughs) air mattress letting all of its air out. I went to the dead center of the floor, and everything went around me to the side. So, this thing just collapsed in the middle at 2.30 in the fucking morning. And I just out loud i go what the fuck like real fucking loud I, I thought it was an apocalypse bro i was freaking out i was like what the shit just happened and now i'm like how do you explain this you're by yourself everybody's like ah you're fucking someone huh oh nope. and i don't even masturbate that aggressively so i don't even know how that <laughs> would have even been a possibility you just
3: haven't watched it. And I mean, enough. look at,
2: you know what's funny is I many, a many time in my life have ran into like a hotel room and jumped up and landed on the bed. You know what I mean? Because it's not your bed. Fuck it. Jump up in the air, right? Fuck. We've all done it. So someone fucked this bed up. Yep. Or someone fucked a girl and fucked the bed oh, up. Oh yes.
3: No, somebody definitely I'd be more concerned about what was stained into that mattress than you fucking hitting the ground. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, the amount of, like, dirt and dust and shit that fluffed out from under the bed was gross as shit. So I call the the hotel manager. I just call the ho- the front desk, and the girl goes, wow, I've been here four years, and I ain't never heard anything about like that happen. I go, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm by myself, you know what I mean? It really seems right. like I'm either covering something up or whatever, and I'm like, and I'm on the company dime, too, so I'm really trying to be diligent about this. And I did take a picture through the bottle of water down in the center so you could see how far down my body went. The guy goes, I can put you in a room right now if you want. I look around, and you saw how fucking scattered my shit was from one side It
3: wasn't the bad. Other. I've seen worse. It wasn't like a movie or anything. But, yeah, I mean, you fucking, you were No, spoiled. no, 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 but I'm saying, like,
2: just unpacked yeah. all yeah. my food, this, it that, It would have been a pain in the ass to shit. pack look... all that shit up. At now, three in the morning, I go, no, no, that's not happening. he brought me a cot. And I slept on a cot. And it was worse than sleeping in the bed that was hitting the floor. I should have just stayed there for the night and said, fuck it. Uh, And then I had to bring my shit to another room the next day. Exactly one floor above. Same section, same corner, everything, just one floor above. And when I got there, the key didn't work. And I was like, I hate everything in life right now.
3: (laughs) At least it's not because you forgot Uh, it.
2: No, but it's funny because I brought all my shit there. I got it all up in a trip. Bring it over there Key didn't work And I go Oh I'm leaving it here I don't care if everybody steals If someone steals my shit I don't even care I'm this pissed off right now It was just a rough day And then as soon as I got to The Jazz Fest the next day <laughs> So who'd you hook up with last night? Well technically myself Osprey and Omega And Omega Doritos Yeah Explains why your dick's orange. I had to rewatch it because that uh, Tiger Driver 91, 97 or whatever is. It's like the talk of the town, right? Everybody's all upset about it. Or yeah, all whatever for it.
3: fucking he calls it.
2: Yeah. All right, let's get into some news. What's crazy is that the day of the Money in the Bank pay per view, or maybe it was the day before, right before that, we find out that Darren Draws Droz, Drazdoff, had passed away. It was that Friday, actually. And. I just found it to be completely crazy timing since 25 years ago was the debut of him. We're watching him. um, Not just wrestling, but we get to talk about him being in the brawl for all too against a a teammate. Sucks. I mean, he's been paralyzed since 99, right? I mean, something... Yeah,
3: his his run wasn't very long before it happened, yeah.
2: Yeah. Sucks. Um, But... You know, in a more lighter news, we'll talk about Money in the Bank. Did you watch anything?
3: I did not. If I'm not mistaken, when was Money in the Bank? Was it the weekend after we recorded? Oh,
2: shit. It was after. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was your son's graduation party.
3: Yes. I yep. knew something okay. was going on.
2: You know what's funny? So was Little John's, His daughter's graduation oh, no party shit. was that exact same day, too. Well, And the thing started at, like, 12 or 1 o'clock or whatever, and I was like, yeah, I got nothing going on. I'll just lay in the hotel room and watch this for a little bit. But except a major storm came through, didn't it?
3: Uh it did, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't too bad.
2: Yeah, it killed it killed some of the feed for a little bit watching it in the hotel room. It looked like a tornado. So let's let's run through some of what happened here. Now you have Damian Priest is your senior money in the bank. I like that that's what he's dubbed himself as. Uh thoughts on him as the winner, because I didn't we didn't pick him.
3: If I had trust they would push him properly, I'd be all for it. He definitely... uh, I think
2: he has been a solid pushed guy for a while. I mean, he's a Triple H guy, right, if you will. I mean, he came in, he got the North American title. Um, This guy, look up pictures of Punishment Martinez. This guy used to be what Gunther looked like. No height-wise, I'm saying, like... Stomach wise, right? He, he was not a jack looking dude. This guy, his yeah, he was uh, he was himself. a tonker. Yeah, but he but he was still great in the ring, but just completely different. And he has molded himself into what the WWE superstar is supposed to look like. The Judgment Day is completely, I feel like overlooked because everybody loves the, the bloodline stable and all these, you know, the Blackpool combat club, if you will, all those judgment day, Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio, and, uh, Finn Baylor with Damian priest. All four have been solidly pushed all in major storylines for the last year. Something edge quote unquote created and just walked away from. Right. I know. And right. Everybody's, On their own. It's perfect. Baylor, still in the the title picture with Rollins, which I like because it teases the Damian Priest thing. Heading into SummerSlam, do you think Priest cashes in on Baylor?
3: Uh, You know, I don't know that I would do it that that way. way. I don't know that I would do it that way. I think the way that I would go is... Uh, Priest just foils Balor's attempt, attempt or you know his match and gets the title if, if that's how they're going to do it.
2: Now I had, had it in my my head that day during Money in the Bank I'm like I really really want Baylor to win right now after Priest had already won. Rollins retained but I wanted really really wanted Baylor to win because the automatic cash in would have been fantastic because the last time Baylor beat Rollins for the title, he had the title for a day and had to drop it. What a tremendous yeah. storyline is. You went from having it for an like one minute, really. You know what I mean? I just thought it would be a, a great crescendo. Priest would go over. Baylor still yeah. your bad guy. But it's okay. Um, Drew McIntyre returned, which was to a pretty big pop there at the O2 Arena. And took out Gunther And it looks like that's who we're going to be Seeing him take on at SummerSlam Good deal Sky, Did you know she is 4-0 and in ladder matches She had a couple in NXT This money in the bank And then I think one for like a contract mm-hmm. Or some something else Didn't realize that she's a, a Major ladder match winner She's like the edging Christian Of this era so she won the the money in the bank for the women. I see her, unfortunately, probably, not, it's going to be the failed attempt. If we if we heard the rumors right, I think it's a failed attempt, and then he'll win. Now, if, if they both get a, a win, that's great, but I don't think Io fits into the women's title picture. Not with Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte and all them that are on the same roster.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think with Asuka it would work. And I think
2: EO definitely deserves
3: but, it. You know, uh, she well, didn't have a very man, she didn't have a about long run. With,
2: well, her and Asuka, if done, if done correctly, <laughs> as we always say. Um, and I'm not sure if you saw the reports, but earlier today before recording, uh, Bailey suffered an injury at a live event. It looked like her knee it, it yeah.
3: Treed,
2: but she said, I'm okay. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm like, thank God, because she tore her <laughs> ACL in July of 2021 and didn't come back until SummerSlam of 2022. And I was like, oh, my God, two years later, in a July, I'm like, I wouldn't wrestle in July ever again if I was her.
3: Right. Did you see the video of, because uh, I think it was uh, Bailey and uh, Sky were in the crowd. You know, they were on the crowd side of the barricade, like right at the corner of the ring. And Bailey kind of leans over, probably taunting somebody. And there was a woman fan looking over. You are know, like, oh, there's Bailey. She saw Bailey's ass and she goes, oh, damn. Oh, my God, that's <laughs>
4: hysterical. <laughs>
3: Look out her face, for or I her eyes just get wide like, oh. <laughs> oh!
2: We need a screenshot of that. Um, so, I'll, I'll get into the, of course, the the real meat and potatoes of the Civil War in a second. But I do want to talk about you have Liv Morgan and what was it Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez, Gonzalez. I think is her tag, whatever, is her <laughs> tag team partner against Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Let's recap something. A week before our last show, Baszler and Rousey not only became the tag team champions, but they also unified with the NXT women's tag team champions or championship, Finally. which is great. Now, if you didn't catch it, because I had followed along, Natalia was shitting on Shayna Baszler in the ring and being like, You're nothing more than Ronda Rousey's sidekick. And all of a sudden, Rousey makes a return and starts beating up on Natalia, So does Shayna. And it looks like they're on the same team. And then they become tag team champions together. Only for Shayna to turn on Rousey in the middle of the match at Money in the Bank and leave. Now, she hasn't really given an explanation of this at all yet. But my only way is, I'm like, if you want to dig your way out of this because it was such a quick turnaround or whatever, if it wasn't yeah. your plan... You should be like, ah, I never wanted to be her partner. It just, you guys put that match together. You know what I mean? I've been wanting to see Baszler and Rousey for quite some time. But the more I've paid attention, I don't want to see Rousey at all. I, I, She's shitty on the mic. She's not a good actress. And let's be honest, you have to be able to have some acting skills in this. Um, it, I don't know. I got to be honest. I think ever since... Holly Holm knocked the fucking shit out of her. All credibility went out the window. Even when she came to WWE, we're all like, eh, but are you really the baddest woman on the planet? We all saw you get your ass kicked, not once, but twice. Yeah. And then you came to WWE because you knew it would be a little safer.
3: Mm
4: hmm.
2: That's yeah, why she got I don't know, man. shreds.
3: Yeah, I I'm with you. It took them way too long to to, to team these two up. They had teased it forever. Yeah. Um, and then just you immediately And then the split quickest pull apart possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was
3: just, it was too, too, too fast. Uh, Yeah, there's rumors that uh, Rousey's finishing up with WWE, so this could just be a way to put Baszler over and she's out the door. And uh, there's even rumblings about her returning to the UFC. But again, like you mentioned, after her last two attempts, I don't know if that's actually going to happen.
2: Not unless it's going to be celebrity UFC, where she's fighting, like, the influencer that that made out with uh, Kid Rock. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. The Civil War could not have been more dramatically entertaining if it tried. Um, It's funny because I don't think that Meltzer gives things like this five stars, but this is what fucking good storytelling wrestling is all about. Um, Quick side note, Meltzer defended why Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit at Royal, Royal Rumble 2003 is only four out of five. And he goes, there's a lot of matches that blah, 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 blah. And he goes, that succeed this. He gave a weird fucking explanation. He goes, but what I see is Benoit and, and Angle in only that match out of all their matches, four out of five is the best they got. And I was like, you really do just suck off the Bucks and Kenny. Oh, my God. Yep. And every Japanese star. Mm-hmm. It's just, though like, Benoit and Angle were putting on some stellar matches in... 2001 to 2003 non-stop that are better than some of the matches we see today that he's giving stars to. I'll digress. But, Civil War.
0: I don't need your Civil War!
2: <laughs> Jesus. Right. Every time I heard it, that's all I could sing in my head. So many great moments, um, but just overall, how it was set up. First, the... There's a, a a pin escape that Roman has done many times to people, where he lifts his arm up and he low blows him. And we mentioned it one of the matches he did against Edge and Daniel Bryan, I think, where um, you think he just has it. And then he also did it to Jay Uso in one of their matches. Jay Uso gets out of a after Roman takes or gives him a spear and goes to pin him, gives him a fucking low blow to get out. The same arm, and I was like. The storytelling is just off the charts. I mean, like, I feel like, is there an Excel sheet? They're going back and be like, what can we hit on? You know, what yeah, I mean? like, they're, right. it's just so fucking good. And of course, Jey Uso gets the pin. First time Roman is pinned since 2019. His last one was in December of 19 against Corbin.
3: Yeah, figure that one out. Let that
2: sink in. Yeah. Who is also rebranding himself in NXT, by the way, I saw. I Good. Fine. fine. Now. The follow-up to the Civil War was the tribal court on SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. They opened up SmackDown with this tribal court where the Usos are the very first people that come out. Place went apeshit. Out comes Roman Solo and Paul Heyman. Did you see this part? No, I'll, I'll stop asking you these questions. I forgot. I don't know why you're on the show. So, uh, <laughs> hey, it's your
3: fault. I had to fucking binge watch two shows.
2: Well, we did. Yeah, All I mean, right. I guess I
3: didn't really need to even binge Better Call Saul. You explained the entire plot, start to finish, during the last podcast.
2: <laughs> There's some things I did forget. I know. I noticed. <laughs> and I had, to, if you noticed, I put it into the hidden track, the squat cobbler. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, squat cobbler. <laughs>
2: You know, come on, you know what it is. Come on. (laughs) So they open up SmackDown and it goes 35 minutes without a bell, a wrestling hold, (sighs) anything. All in the ring in Madison Square Garden. And the crowd was absolutely going nuts the entire time. That's how over this shit is. That's how good it was. I would, and I texted you, I would have taken two hours without one wrestling hold. If it was just straight bloodline info, all that shit like that. Fantastic. The subtleties. Heyman goes to talk. Solo puts his hand right over the mic. And the looks on Paul Heyman's face were just ridiculous. Like how he, like just, Paul is an incredible seller. You know, everybody talks about selling wrestling moves. He sells moments. With Uh his reactions And Roman tells Jay You know I'm sorry Blah 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 Gets down on his knee And then low blows Jay But then when the brawl ensues Solo sees the What is it Tribal uh, The necklace Lay Yeah Necklace Yeah it's like a lay On the ground Stands over it When I tell you MSG popped so goddamn hard for this dude at this moment, I go, oh my God, All right, he's the guy. He's got to be thrown. He's got to be thrown him. If you keep the storyline going going on, he has to be the one. Do I think Jay can? No. No, I don't think they're going to go that way. There's no way they're going to let Jay Uso beat Roman for the title at SummerSlam. However... And I'm gonna steal from Bully Ray, only because I heard him say it, but it wasn't it wasn't the first time I'd already thought it. Give it the ultimate classic dusty finish somehow. Let Jay win for half a second. Right. It'll be all he needs in his career. You know what I mean? That he'll be he's set for life.
3: Yeah, I mean, now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't I say that solo should be the one? Didn't I say you stretch it till mania? We, I think we so, both kinda yeah, yeah, we both
2: agreed it had to be. I said Jay or Solo at this point. Yeah, I also said Sammy, but you know that was because the storyline. <laughs> that was its own. Different it looks like it was going to crescendo, but it just keeps going. What oh, you being shitface four right be,
3: now! You being shitfaced was great during it too. He's gonna do it. Yo, he's gonna do it. Even after if, the match was over, you're like, you. he's gonna do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just kept. it. Let me ask you a question. What if? Yeah. He does what if? <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky I wasn't like. You know, you know I love you right? You know, you know I love you. I, well, I really love you, ODM. I love you. Anyway, so and it leads to basically with you know Jay Uso getting or Jimmy Uso getting severely attacked. Jay Uso comes back out to redeem. Um, it looks like that's where we're heading to Summerslam. Like I said, I think a dusty finish would be the way to go. Roman retains. Uh-huh. I still don't want Cody to be your guy. I don't think he's the guy to dethrone Roman solo is the only one that at this exact moment makes sense. Cody's over. Doesn't need that fucking title. Sure. Side note about Cody. We've been off a while. Uh, I saw a video of, it was uh, over overseas somewhere and a father is videoing his kid and he goes, he told his kid, uh, we're going to see wrestling, but Cody isn't going to be there tonight. But then, records his reaction when you hear wrestling has and the kid loses his fucking mind I was like man that's the good moments right there man and he goes you lied and the kid is singing Cody's song word for word and I'm like I only know whoa Whoa. (laughs) it's the only part you
3: need to know it's it's the best part something, something 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 (laughs) <laughs>
2: now look at i i have a couple of personal notes while driving the rv I, and I you know i haven't said this yet but i made it to oregon folks that's right i went from oh living in...
3: we're in oregon
2: <laughs> <laughs> was that delaware oh <laughs> i mean delaware <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah delaware yeah <laughs> it works couldn't even go to Albuquerque,
2: so, huh? Yeah. Well, I've been there. Actually, I did the tour and went to the car wash, actually drove where the house is. No shit. pizza is on the roof. Oh, yeah. We did that uh, a couple years ago. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. But while on the way to Oregon, it was hot as fuck, and I had to, you know, at night, I was watching some wrestling, and that's how I ended up watching the Madison Square Garden thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have probably watched that much of SmackDown. Uh, but while driving, I got to listen to a couple of podcasts. I listened to just anybody, but I didn't want to listen to wrestling because I wanted to, I don't like listening to wrestling podcasts. I don't want to form other people's ideas
3: sure, or take other people's
2: ideas. I want to form my own. Now, Cornette, you have to. Sometimes it's like cornet's ripping on this. I'm like, well, yes, please. But... I, oh, I also can't not stay away from wrestling in some forms. So I listened to three podcasts. One was I ended up listening to, the very last one was Busted Open. And we're going to get into that in a second. It was my first time ever listening to Bully Ray and Busted Open. The other one was Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, which is basically what it sounds like. And his guest was The Undertaker, Mark Calloway. Good interview. The third one was I like listening to It's Always Sunny. And this one was about wrestling for the troops. And why that one, and I'm going to start with that one, is these guys are 80s wrestling fans. And you can tell who your 80s wrestling fans are when they're like, oh my God, do you remember Jimmy Snuka and Junkyard Dog and all those guys? They're naming them. But on their Wrestle for the Troops episode, they had a guy come in who plays in actual professional wrestler goes by the name of the maniac played by Roddy Roddy Piper and Piper was fantastic in this role. Um, the guys talk about what it was like to have him on set, how cool he was, how like he, like once he was on set in there, he stayed in the maniac character and they they were like, it's kind of fun, but also it was kind of weird to us as well. But one of the best parts is while uh, one of the scenes, Roddy, I guess, kind of improvised where he goes, you guys, you remind me of my kids. And they go, oh, you got kids, Maniac? He goes, no, not anymore. And just walks away. (laughs) It's fucking fantastic. (laughs) And Piper, you know, sells it awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah hot boxing with undertaker was great minus tyson
3: just i saw some of the video just, i saw some video clips of it yeah and tyson would just keep interrupting just it wasn't very off. Uh, it,
2: yeah he's not a good interviewer i love tyson i love taker but them together in an interview not great but taker is also just like Fuck it, it's mike he, I, what am i gonna do it's not like you know me like oh he'll beat me up but being like it's mike i mean that's just who he is but did take some really cool points away from it, um, not for myself, but hearing for Undertaker because he's talking about how he wants to take his show, the one-man show, you know, how he's doing it right now, um, and he was talking to Mike. Mike used to have a two-and-a-half-hour set that he that he mm-hmm. slimmed down to 90, you know, and, and Taker's like, so, you know, these are things I need to know. It's just cool seeing both of them come together. You know, first time they really met each other, they said was at – the he said in Fresno, which is the Royal Rumble that he showed up at, were 98 were Stone Cold wins. We just saw he's sitting in the upper box with uh Vince McMahon or Shane McMahon. So just hearing them talk, it was great, but then you hear yeah, but you know, when I was coming up, it was great. Yeah, there's like Bruno San Martino, man, and Neveringani the, in the Valiant Brothers. And he just lists every fucking wrestler he's ever heard of in his life. That's like if I'm in here interviewing Randy Orton right now, and I'm like, yeah, there was Edge and AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, man, and they were good. And So what was your, what was it like feuding with Undertaker? Because, you know, Undertaker <laughs> used to feud with like, that's Like, that's how he was. And I was like, right, I was be- laughing at it, but also becoming so irritated, I wanted to turn the podcast off. But busted open. On Sundays, apparently, they have this thing called the Master Class. And that right. is with, and I'm going to get this right, whoever their host is and his mic sucks, he sounds like he's 100 yards away from it. And I know that I apologize for our shit last week. But you got <laughs> Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, which mm. is great because they're in a feud and impact, but they do the show together and they keep it kind of kayfabe
1: oh, they, they do kind of right.
2: talk some shit with each other a little bit on there. And he's like, well, as long as I'm not teaming with your ass, that's fine. It's kind of cool how they do that. So you got Dreamer, Billy Ray, Mark Henry, oh. uh, Mickey James, and one more person. I can't remember. Damn. Um, and their topic this week was working with green wrestlers or this past week. And what their biggest problem was is when you have someone green in the ring like Logan Paul. Now, you may or may not have heard this, but... so. In the Money in the Bank match, did you see at least the highlight of the Spanish fly gone wrong between him and Ricochet? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a lot of ways you could look at that. They could have just stopped the spot, but they still went through it. Uh, you yeah, Whatever. Paul gets on his fucking, his own podcast. Now, here's, the, they start telling about what this is, and Mickey James goes, Now, look it, man, that's his podcast. That's fine, but I am pissed off right now. She got pissed. Mark Henry was lit. Pissed off. Mark was like, I'm mad. I'm heated right now. He was real fucking worked up. Because Paul said, um, "I, me being a newer guy and not knowing what I'm doing. First, why would you ever admit that? Um, I think Ricochet is the one that botched it. First of all, a real wrestler doesn't use the word botch. Right, they say I fucked up. We fucked up. They don't use the word botch. Marks use the word botch. Fans brought the word botch into shit. They don't call it botch in the business. But why would you say that? And but he pointed fingers at Ricochet. Was pointing fingers, and Mickey James like you. She goes, you're a fucking finger pointer. Like and by the way, I'm like swearing was there. They were mad, lit up, and she like she said, she goes. You're a fucking finger pointer right there. She goes, that's bad business right there. No, one, And Mark Henry's like, no one's going to want to work with you ever after that. So what's crazy is this past week on Raw, you may have seen there was a uh, jaw jacking between them. Ricochet hopped over the top rope like he did against Velveteen yeah. Dream in NXT, right? And Ricochet said, keep my name out of your mouth. Almost Will Smith style about his wife. But seriously said, he goes, keep my name out of your mouth when you're talking if you want to pass blame on your podcast. Did bring light to it. I don't think it was a work, though. I think Paul really did talk way out of fucking turn. Now, but here's where Bully Ray and everybody was like, he should be dressed down in front of the entire locker room and have to apologize to everybody for exposing the fucking business the way he's doing. And I agree. I absolutely goddamn agree. But they don't do that kind of shit nowadays. Mark Henry, he told a story about how he had to eat shit and do it in front of an entire locker room. Like, while Vince McMahon stood him up in front of everybody while they all stood there. Mm -hmm. They don't do it these days because everybody's too much of a bunch of pussies. Damn right. Oh, my God. So, fuck Logan Paul, man. The fact that he pushed blame on the spot that went wrong on the ricochet when he's the most inexperienced goddamn wrestler in that match says everything i need to know about him.
3: Well, you know i didn't care for him from the get-go, so this just kind of confirms that suspicion and uh yeah, like Shit, you said, fuck you're him. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck him in the other ear. <laughs> All right. Wow, that was a lot of WWE. All right, let's get into AEW. Here we go, real quick. All right, that blind eliminator tag team tournament, i just i couldn't get on board with. I thought it was stupid. Um have you noticed what i talked about? I said it in my own personal Forbidden Door thing But Daniel Garcia Being the new uh, Alex Wright With his dance moves now Yes I yes. love it That The hip thrust dance Is just hysterical to me I don't know why Just keep doing it But If it's a blind eliminator You're supposed to be with It's funny how they make it Like it was a drawing But It was just Tony Playing matchmaker In the back of people Who supposedly hate each other So uh-huh. you got Keith Lee And Swerve Strickland Again For the ninth again. time This year Breaking up And getting back together Uh, Who gives a shit? Guevara and Garcia are in the same stable. How is that a disadvantage? Fine. But it's all building towards what is MJF and uh, Adam Cole, which uh, they're facing Guevara and Garcia tonight. The other teams I would have actually rather seen, I actually would have rather seen the Orange, Cassidy, and Darby Allin team against MJF and Adam if you had to go that route. Mm -hmm. Had to. Look, I didn't care for it all. I still don't. Like I said, if you're going to do this whole thing because you're leading to the winner of tonight's match is going to go on to collision, uh, I believe this coming Saturday for, it's either this Saturday or next Saturday for a tag team title opportunity against FTR. So my question is, did you do all this because they're actually going to win the titles or just a stupid storyline? Because you need to stretch shit out.
3: My guess is stupid storyline, unfortunately.
2: So who turns on who? Because I think I have this figured out personally.
3: I mean, I think Roderick uh, Strong turns on Cole.
2: I think Adam Cole turns on Roderick Strong.
3: Really? Yeah. Well, let's see who's right.
2: Okay, all right, because everybody thinks it's going to be MJF turning on Cole, right? Yeah, so that's no, I, that's thing. and I
3: and I don't think Strong is going to uh, team with MJF. I think he'll still hate MJF, but he'll just he'll be no like, totally you, Adam Cole. But he
2: just he's going to do it to fuck him over. You're thinking, yeah, could be. Um, I think Adam Cole is a way better heel than he is a face. But I have to say, the good news is he's been on TV solidly since coming back, and it's kind of a fresh. Uh, fresh change of pace for us because I don't know I'm getting sick of the same people over and over I really am getting sick of Orange Cassidy having a title match and winning every week yep
3: starts off every show
2: it does I have to say the skits with MJF and Adam Cole the workout one was good but the one with them in the bar was fantastic and then all right, I promise. If you, if you just do this one more, if we have one more drink, we'll do anything you want to. And Adam Cole whispers in his ear and he goes, What the fuck? And you see AEW fight forever on the TV screen in front of them <laughs> and they start playing the games. It was great. Yeah. And then it got better when MJF is like, This is kind of fun playing with a friend. What do you mean? Like, you, you you never played video games with friends? Like, gotta be honest, I never had anything. Or never had any friends. Pause. And they have that little heartfelt moment. I was like, "This is awesome." This to me is almost how they did that. That's dinner the Debonair, baby. I thought it was good stuff. Some of the the background MJF skits that he does are sometimes some mm. of my favorite things, man. That was it was really good. I liked it. Uh, I think it's gonna lead to like we said. It's it's not the obvious of MJF turning. It's gonna be what if it's Cole and Roddy turning on him? Nah, that, no, they're not going to go that route. That's too obvious. No. Yeah, or it's not. Even yeah, obvious. I mean, I like, uh, you, uh, know, 20,
3: you mentioned uh, Dinner Debonair because, I mean, that's kind of where my mind was going. I was like, they're, they're getting really close to it. Hopefully they don't push it, and they didn't, but it certainly was pretty close. But, uh, I mean, you know, we talked about it. I mean, the idea is, is, like, you get something like the bar out of it, and I think they're kind of getting close yeah. with this. It's just not going to have the legs or, you know. Uh, the wind to last then take uh, the world
2: title off of mjf right away and i will be absolutely on board with them being a new bar especially if they're going to keep the skits going together things like that and being this you know odd couple tag team that just happens to keep winning fine but what i love that they're teasing more than anything is just a double clothesline the crowd is chanting double clothesline that is over that's hysterical
3: yeah Pretty but I think, eight,
2: take the title off MJF. He doesn't need the world title. He's not a good world heel champion anymore. I'm not for it. He's not a heel.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Right
2: now, you need definition in this company. Well, Just put the title right back on Punk. It's what I want. It's what you want. It's what we all want. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 18-year-old Nick Wayton debuted and looked like everybody else on the goddamn roster. So, whatever. Have you seen this guy? skinnier than nope. me and he does all the same flippy do's that everybody else does and then that's fucking lost great. yep but i am liking the new you hear me go fuck you got to get jericho off tv kind of enjoying a little bit of this don Callis is asking jericho if he'd like to become a, a part of the don Callis family and then shows him a video package of them with Bad News Allen back in, I think it was Smoky Mountain. I remember and, seeing it on Twitter. Yeah. And they were the heat seekers or thrill seekers, one or the other.
3: Uh, thrill seekers, I
2: believe. Thrill seekers. Oh. And and he's like, and it's funny because Jericho goes, "Yeah, look at look at, we had the long hair. I still got mine. You, well, not anymore." And it's funny seeing that giant scar on Callis's head because it wasn't there two months ago until that accident happened backstage. And you're like, this poor dude, you know, he's at his age, he's really just trying to be a manager and getting hurt, which is my transition. Uh, We have to stop saying the words X-Pac heat. It is Don Callis heat. Did you hear that this dude, after basically fucking Kenny Omega over at the AAA, Triple Mania event in Tijuana against... Uh, the son of the Viking guy. Fucking a fan attacked, physically attacked Don Callis, and as he left Mexico, he went to San, he went to a San Diego hospital.
3: Yeah, I saw an article on this. Uh, it, it sounds like it's being reported. The Last report I saw was that it was a photographer
2: who wasn't smartened up. Oh my god! That's just awesome. I love it. That's even better. Oh. He's so good. I I didn't think I'd actually like having him on TV, and he's not bad. Especially after turning on Kenny, I was like, oh, good. Maybe he's gone. We won't be seeing him as much. And I'm like, oh, he's here weekly. Shit. (laughs) Uh, So last week, you know, we did hear it, you know, earlier in our sound clips. Pac and Kota Ibushi are the fifth men. Pac was a good one. I didn't have him penciled in there. I was thinking of all these different names. Um and I, he was the furthest one from it. It's funny because CM Punk put his name in the hat, apparently. There was rumors that he said, I'll, I'll join oh. the BCC to do this, and the Elite was like, nah, well, we're good.
3: Uh, I mean, Pac makes sense because he's probably the one that is born and or lives closest to Blackpool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. Jesus Christ but here's the best part he's had more (laughs) feuds with the elite than everybody he had the trilogy with omega Mm -hmm. he had a couple of matches on pay-per-view one with on pay-per-view with adam page Mm -hmm. and then was a part of the trios tournament with the bucks and kenny he has been feuding with them since day one he actually made the perfect sense yeah pretty much i knew it was going to be kota abushi i hated how it was done. Kenny with a chair in his neck, well, you could my my team members still gotta be displayed, whatever. I'm like, just fuck, it. come on. It was, I didn't care yeah. for it. I like the setup. Should be a good match. That's tonight. No, not excited
3: um, about him being in the match.
2: No, no. I, I think it'll be a chance for him and Pac to kind of tangle up and do some stuff, but Let's not forget, man, last year, this is the match that took Santana out within his first three minutes of being in the match, and I haven't seen Santana since. Yep. mm mm-hmm.
4: um,
2: I sent you a great picture. It was the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club, and it was a picture of, what was it, a TV show or some shit? And then the Blackpool Combat no, Club so, were like some so old I, Rough Rider. Cow- so, okay. tom-
3: <clears throat> so tomorrow, July 21st, two new movies are coming out. One is the Barbie movie, with Margot Robbie. Yeah. And one is Oppenheimer with Cillian Murphy. I am super excited to see Oppenheimer. It's a Christopher Nolan film. Should be excellent. But uh, the internet has exploded, and it has become Barbieheimer.
2: (laughs) And someone made a great meme of both teams. And the elite is the Barbie side of it, which is fucking hysterical. And I sent it to you. I was like, ha, oh, isn't this funny? It looks like a bunch of pansies versus a bunch of cowboys. You're like, oh, you don't understand this reference. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> just Google ba- Barbie Heimer.
2: <laughs> that was it. That's all you told me to do. And it, I was like, oh, that makes total difference. Um, did you get a chance to see the QTV world premiere rap video that Harley Cameron did?
3: No, so again, uh, thanks to you, I've been, been watching, so I haven't watched yeah, any wrestling. Bad. But even if I would have seen it, if it was QTV, I probably would have walked away.
2: Same, generally. This time, couldn't, because, you know, I was lined up with having to see commercials and everything with waiting. Uh, okay, first, Harley Cameron, I keep wanting to say Harley Quinn. Harley Cameron, I forgot, was in NXT like a year ago, and a year or two ago. And she even did a song with Shotzi and one other girl where they did a spooky version of I Put a Spell on You. Which Oh, you know, it was uh it, Scarlet. Scarlet, her, and, and Shotzi, yeah. Well she's made her way to uh AEW and she's the one that was like, I know that you want me, and Bones like, Ah, uh, I'm gay. That whole thing, that's her. Okay? Right. So she's with this Q T V thing. She did the rap that you heard at the beginning of this show, where she's going at the acclaimed. She can fucking spit some rhymes. Now, she did steal a verse from Godzilla from Eminem, but then even said, that's right, I even just quoted Eminem. She's like, she, she's not bad, dude. I was kind of impressed by the rap when I was listening to it. I was like, hey, I'm not, hmm. I'm not mad at this.
3: I will be cautiously optimistic in my uh, viewing of that.
2: You always are because you know how I am. But, I mean, we're talking like the Eminem speed. The Eminem, and Eminem, M Eminem. I can't even fucking talk that fast, let alone. Right. Anyway. But I can. Never mind. <clears throat> so, Ricky Starks is your you own the cup winner. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks cheated to win, which is great. I that's not how I saw the match going. I was hoping Starks was going to win by upset, like a roll-up or some shit over Punk, but I did not anticipate him Uh grabbing the rope. Look at man. Right now, CM Punk is getting John Cena reactions when you have half a crowd hating him, half a crowd loving him. Toronto was split. I'm loving it, to be honest with you, but that's what he actually likes. He's he's always been that guy. It's like, boo me, love me, hate me, cheer me, don't give a shit, man, as long as you're here and reacting, because the more that it is, the more he's into it, and he plays into it great. You know, as I said in the, the Forbidden Door recap, uh, I also had Ricky Starks winning with Samoa Joe fucking him over, to be honest with you. I thought maybe Punk he was going to fuck Punk over from the loss from the week before. Um, and, and let's talk about that. It's funny. Everybody's like, Punk Joe, four. It's not four. It's like seven or eight at this point. They had three in Ring of Honor, right. but they've fought in other promotions. Uh, But Punk actually officially gets his first win over Joe out of all those years. Did you watch the match at least? Tell me at least watch Punk and Joe. Yes. Okay. I'm assuming we probably have the same exact reaction to it. Do you want to go first? Uh Okay, go ahead.
3: I thought it was solid. It was good. I mean, it, it, it it's hard again. It's just like fucking Forbidden Door. You build shit up in your head so much. But the one thing that I'll say was is that even though the match, you know, I'm not gonna say it fell short. It didn't fall short. It was a good match. I think the the bigger thing that the was the energy. The energy yeah. was fucking. It was one of those matches. You could tell people were fucking invested in this match, even with a short build or just it being a tournament match. Um, it it's what the people wanted to see. And I and I know the fact you
4: were that it was a
2: tournament and, uh, match. Oh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was going to say I know when we first started talking about how are they going to start collision? Who's Punk going to feud with first? When I first brought up Samoa Joe, you're like, "Yeah, but they've done that." You know, it's kind of like, "Eh, right, but this doesn't have to be a long-standing <clears throat> thing. It can just be a, you know, a quick short burn. Hey, these two have a history. Let's get some butts in some seats." Right? And I think they did more than
2: that. So my thoughts on that is the match was solid for their their age, speed, endurance, ability. But when i realized how late the match was starting, i was i was perturbed because i was like, yo, <laughs> i love a good tag team wrestling match and i was extremely into FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. But all i could think about is how much time are we leaving Punk and Joe? Because this is, uh, and I'm like, we're giving them what, 20 minutes? Like, ah, you can't even, you can't even get hard in that. I mean, you know. Anyway, Aye. that, the bed broke on its own. But I do think they did put together a really good match, and I, I just didn't care for how the finish was. Could have been any other pin than that. I just didn't like that exact roll up. It felt just yeah slow. Sloppy-ish, not sloppy, I don't know, something about it was... Not sloppy, eh. so... everything uh, else uh, I uh, felt was good.
3: Transparent?
2: Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, I'm going to slide down now, and I'm going to grab your ankles, and you're going to fall forward. Uh, I will say, though, the handshake was great because it looked like it was going to be the old Ring of Honor embrace, and I did not have Joe tweaking on him. I did not think that was happening. Choking him out was awesome. Uh-huh. So you said put butts in some seats. What if it's a last time? Let's finish this off. They they do it at Wembley. And then Punk faces MJF at all out.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could have, uh, you know, you could have Punk, you know, cut a promo and be like, yeah, well, it's not surprising from Joe. I, I I come to expect nothing less from him, but it's time to move on to bigger and better things. And then Joe just for like the next two, three weeks, just assaults him every chance he gets. The point where Punk is like, Okay, fine, I'm gonna put you to bed once and for all. Put you to bed? Yeah. Get it.
2: Oh, to sleep. I got it. <laughs> um And Willow Nightingale won. Fuck. Ray. I wanted Ruby. She lost two years in a row in the finals. Bro,
3: Ruby Ruby is just, like, never going to amount to anything. No titles, no big match it's wins, sad. nothing. She's like a jobber for life. She's fucking Barry Horowitz. she went in
2: was like, hey, I don't want titles. I really don't feel like carrying shit.
3: <laughs> I don't even care about winning. Just pay me.
2: No, no, we keep it with us. Nah, still, I don't even want to carry to a ring. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> uh, and David Benoit was at the ringside, by the way. Which I, I thought was saw. It that was crazy. Kind of eerie at first because I was like, yo, is that? Nope, that's not him. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: He's back? <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're getting the feud. It's like in NXT when they have the guy sitting at ringside. They're letting you know he's coming back soon. Uh But, hey, man, two weeks in a row. On a night that you have Punk and Joe taking on each other, the tag team match stole the show with FTR and Bull Club Gold and then they ran it back again by doing a 2 out of 3 falls this past week and this match should have been the closer instead of Punk and Starks uh but for good reason because they went a solid 58 minutes in this 2 out of 3 falls match what was great is that after the first fall FTR didn't get their their actual first fall to like minute 45 it was them struggling to hold the titles, which was so good. Couldn't complain about that match if I wanted to. Was it long? Yes. I actually thought, ooh, to extend this feud, what if we tied it one-to-one? You don't see that happening during a two-out-of-three falls match all too often.
3: Nope. Um, yeah, good I shit. think, uh, we, I you know, <clears throat> me personally, and I think you're in the same boat, we're really concerned when Jay White signed with AEW just because we've seen these people debuting and nothing comes out of it but Juice Robinson man has outshined expectations and I think this is yes. the perfect feud for FTR for them to start I think we talked about that too with the whole CM you know CMFTR versus uh you know the Golden or the Bullet League. Club Gold with, and with Joe was was perfect oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you you got them to go their own ways, and again, it's just fucking, it's working, and you're getting good shit Which out of it.
2: I was wrong about. I said I was like because you. I think you said what if Joe joins Bullet Club Gold or something, right? And I think so. It yeah. It didn't go that route, yeah. but I I still the the exact route that they're taking with this is great. I, I you're right. That first match set everything on your tone for watching Collision for the last month.
3: Yep,
2: it was not bad. Not bad. Uh it, it was great to, you know, see just different reactions from the different crowds at Collision. We spent a lot of time in Canada. <laughs> I will say that, but hopefully I we'll right. Make it back to the states soon. Uh, my favorite part of Collision, man, is the opener. They're they're doing the old Saturday Saturday Night Main Event opener where you have music playing in the background and. Everybody's on the card tonight gives a quick five to ten second promo before Elton John's song hits. And I, I'm a fan of it. I absolutely love how they do this. Oh, hell yeah. But here's something I can't wait to talk about. Did you happen to see that AEW has a list of band moves? I mean, that's
3: why I'm pulling up my phone.
2: <laughs> I was like, who are you texting, man? Could you wait till the end of the show, dickhead?
3: <laughs> well, I had to tell my family what I wanted for dinner. All right. Yeah, so it, it's hard. I mean, because, you know, Fightful broke the story. Um, there wasn't, uh, you know, they have some quotes, but I didn't find anything that's like an actual list. So I'll go through this real quick here. There's a quote. Uh, there were protocols developed by the AEW medical team, coaches, and referees to help protect talent, staff, crew, and fans. Document said while there is always risk in pro wrestling, they wanted to minimize the risk without compromising the quality of the talent's performances and ability to be creative. Specifically, a document was sent out that outright banned unprotected a chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs, and blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle. Fencing responses... Uh, unnatural position of arms following a concussion, seizure spells, spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd, MJF, or physical contact with the crowd. (laughs) We're told that nothing with blood on it it should be thrown into the crowd. Uh, There's more. Okay, so here looks to be a bit more of an actual list. Uh, Let's see here. The, the report moved to make clear of the difference between the band items and the following. Uh, uh, all, of the, all of what I'm about to read are now uh, required to have pre-match approval. Okay. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside. Table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring. Only allowed with padding. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades. Uh, Matt Hardy. Dives and ladder spots on so every match and in the area and all other places <laughs> outside of the ring. All pile driver tombstone variations, including sit down drivers, inverted, poison hurricane rana, and breakers high risk dives or top rope moves, four fifty, six thirty, double moonshots shooting star press <laughs> intentional bleeding of any sort. There goes fucking Moxley. Just see him with the fucking yeah, twenty skewers into his
2: head. Yeah. There's a bit much wrestling.
3: Uh, Let's see here. Throwing people into, through, over ring steps, commentary table, bell table, or guardrails, barricades, weapon usage, chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, title belts, thumbtacks, skewers, (laughs) barbed wire, and other sharp puncturing objects, uh, powders, aerosol sprays, liquids, throwing any weapons, objects, chairs, etc., choking strangling with hands or a weapon or hanging spots benoit injury spots or angles whether or not is medical involved call to the ring any physicality into the crowd or crowd crowd brawling any physicality involving referees managers extra celebrities or special
2: guests Whew! i hope tonight during blood and guts one of them bleeds but also just gets violently ill and just starts spewing blood out of their throat into the fucking crowd i just want something so outrageous to happen now jesus christ it was what a weird list of moves but then they all have to be approved this is shit you do every week don't tell me you're gonna take away the bump to the outside of the apron i know surprised they didn't take away the suicide dive i don't yeah i
3: didn't yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get this whole thing because literally if, if you're banning all that stuff or saying you need pre-match approval, then one, it's just window dressing and you're doing it to make it seem like you're making a safe environment for the wrestlers or you're not going to have a show because all that shit happens every show.
2: Did you put the list of moves out? Is it an insurance thing? You know, oh, we're, we're not going to do this stuff. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well... You better do something if you want to keep people watching your show because rumor is is that Warner Brother Discovery would like them to start having 12 pay per views a year. Um, it's looking oh, like I... I've been hearing that they may sign with Max, HBO Max, or whatever it is now. Um, I don't know. And if they do, it's not going to be good. The space out is the only thing that's probably helping them right now.
3: Yeah, but, you can't. You know,
2: here's something I got to say. I, 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 well, you know, that being said. That being said, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here to something I have written. You know, something I realized while I was away. Go back to 2017, 2018. Per night, for a pay-per-view, you got one, two really good matches. Each pay-per-view now, we're getting like seven to eight really good matches. And one that's decent, maybe one dud. That's it. So... WWE's pay-per-views have been pretty consistent with with I mean look at look at the, the Puerto Rico one, the one in London. I mean WrestleMania has been going good. Everything things have been pretty solid when it comes to each pay-per-view match-wise. Forbidden Door, fantastic. So yeah, I mean I could see why Warner Brothers would want more, especially if they're going to pay for it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's just too many. They they can barely get their stories good now. How are you going to do that if you have one every month? And then it's not special anymore. You know what I mean?
2: They should have a a pay-per-view called Turniversary. (laughs) I thought it was a good one. Well, it was kind of... It was pretty terrible. It could just just
3: be Big Show and Luchasaurus.
2: Ooh, boom. They just... Each move, someone changes their persona. (laughs) Or their demeanor. Uh, Well, speaking of, you know, I had said... Anniversary because this past weekend was Impact Slam Anniversary. Trinity, the former, uh, oh my God, why did I just blank Naomi. On her name? From I'm own backwards Naomi. I am own. There it is. Uh, she won the Knockouts title. Both Tamina Snuka and Mercedes Monet were in house backstage, which was oh. kind of cool. Uh, Leo Rush defeated Chris Sabin for the X Division Championship in under one minute. I didn't see the pay per view, but I saw some highlights. While Saban was taking his jacket off, Leo attacks him, and Saban was stuck with his jacket, <coughs> stuck behind, like, his arm still in there, behind, but it is pulled down behind his back. And I was like, fuck Leo Rush. But, in what I thought was the most obvious move for your transition since Josh Alexander was hurt, I thought Alex Shelley was going to drop the title to Nick Aldis. Nope, Alex Shelley retained. That I didn't anticipate well, happening. Well, and here's the fucked up thing.
3: It's being reported that Aldis is already done with Impact.
2: Oh yeah. Well, thanks for coming.
3: WWE bound maybe.
2: Uh, oh man, with him and Cody over there. Ooh, I that one. That's true. Um, you know, speaking of guys doing better off, you know, elsewhere, Eddie Kingston won the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship from Kenta a couple of weeks ago, yep. which, man, in. To him, he grew up on Japanese wrestling. That's his biggest thing that he said he loved watching. So kind of cool to see him go over there.
3: Post match interview, I did. Fucking crying, fucking. It was a good, it was yep. a good, it was a good one.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, LA Night a minute ago. Did you hear that Kevin Nash is calling him a ripoff of the Rock?
3: So it was Ricky Starks. So,
4: so is. it was like
2: 80% of everybody, you exactly. know what I mean? Everybody has to build from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like even punk is channeling some Piper and some Pillman or shit uh-huh. like that. You know what I mean? Everybody's channeling who they idolize growing up, but, yep. uh, I don't know. I mean, the rock didn't, you know, have something that he would say in the middle and keep talking like, uh, I'm the rock. What? And then I could keep blah, 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 blah. like, it's different than Rock. Yeah, he has a catchphrase, but who the fuck doesn't? Exactly. I think he's got a mix of The Rock. He's got a mix of The Stone Cold. He's got a mix of uh, even like a little bit of uh, like a Kevin Owens attitude. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. LA Knight is himself. It's it's what he was when he was in Impact before he made a Max Dupree in NXT, whatever the fuck that was. I don't think they're ever going to put a world championship on him. I think a mid card title is probably as close as he'll ever get. Unfortunately, if he didn't win that Money in the Bank when the crowd was going absolutely apeshit for him, he is never going to be winning a world championship. Unfortunately, but a ripoff yeah, of the Rock? Nah, nah, I don't agree. Nope. Uh, so hey man, let's uh, let's pass it over to you. Uh, oh, actually, I do have one last <laughs> thing I gotta I gotta bring up here. Uh, I know that you have one big thing that you want to talk about, but I have a question: Why is it? When blood starts happening, only the referees put on gloves. And I, I'm sorry. Are, are you? What are you doing? It's not like you're gonna sew them back together. Why do you need the gloves? It's a visual uh, MacGuffin. I. It just bothers me. Don't know why. What do you got?
3: <laughs> well, one of the things that I saw in wrestling and. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it boiled over uh, Cornette is no stranger to trending on Twitter For various reasons Sometimes without it, he, him even realizing What happened and why uh, But have you seen any of the tweets between uh, Jim Cornette, Matt Hardy, and even the great Brian Last
2: Have you seen any? So unfortunately a lot of this I think was happening uh, Either during the travels or the end of Jazz Fest So I missed it
3: So that's pretty crazy and I don't even know how it, I tried to like follow the thread back to the very beginning Um so Matt Hardy says, between this and the toxic Cornette cult, these guys don't get the adoration that they truly deserve. The diehard elite fans are phenomenal and get why they're special. But there's a huge chunk of fans that failed to give them the credit they deserve. Give these guys their flowers. Just bas- basically saying, stop shitting on the Bucks and the Elite and give them their flowers. Cornette. Worst
2: wording you could have ever said to Cornette. About, give them flowers. You just threw him a softball, dude.
3: Cornette. Jeez, Matt. I could understand selling your soul for rock and roll, but selling it for Adderall? Even if you have to abandon your principles and verbally fillet these childish cretins for your check, leave my fans alone. It's not their fault Tony's not paying them enough to lie. <laughs> <laughs> the Adderall line got you, didn't it?
2: <laughs> but in fleet, it, It's so good. Keep it going. This is great.
3: Matt responds Geez Jim Haven't sold my soul I'm sticking to my principles And telling truths I feel morally obligated To do right by my friends Although that's probably Foreign to you I earn a check Because I'm great at what I do And still employable Keep on seeding dissension Amongst fans with your shtick It's too sweet Great Brian Last chimes in He thinks he is great At what he does We've all been watching. His promos suck. His in ring work is shit. And the only thing anyone has ever been interested in him doing is tagging in his brother. Jim telling the truth (laughs) is
2: seeding. (laughs) I thought you were going to say tagging with, but tagging in is so much fucking better.
3: (laughs) Jim telling the truth is seeding dissension? How many concussions is too many? Matt Hardy, I am great at what I do, Brian Least. I am great at pro wrestling. I am great at giving back and helping young talent. You're just some assholes with an opinion, and that opinion doesn't mean shit in reality. But most importantly, just an asshole. Brian Last, you've been a great enabler, but you know your crap has sucked for years, and that's Mr. Asshole to you, toxic. This word toxic has been getting tossed around back and forth. but uh, Matt Hardy, another shitty joke. Must be your forte. Least, because he's calling him Brian Least. Uh, My shit's good, and your shit is shit, you toxic bitch-ass asshole. Uh, Back to Great Brian Last. Uh, Are you trying to convince yourself? Your work is shit. Stay home, no one will care. You seem much more toxic than I am, with a track record to back it up. I'm better at what I do than you are at whatever it is you're still trying to do. Mr. Asshole to you. Matt Hardy. Don't have to convince myself. My live reactions, paycheck, and appearance fees solidify I'm good. I don't know shit about you, nor care to. So keep doing what you're good at, you goofy, bitch-ass asshole. I'll do the same, and you can continue to whine and cry about it like a baby. Uh, Yo, every time one- he keeps
2: saying bitch-ass, I'm like, is he going to drop the N-word at some point with this?
3: Right. Uh, Jim, and then Cornette chimes back and I'd like to thank great Brian Lass for staying up into the night Toying with this concussed ex-great While he was protesting too much about how successful he is I go to sleep too early on Saturday nights To have time to play with kids Golly Matt don't you have signings to do It continued after this, but when I woke up, I saw that, and that's just what I screen capped. Uh, The word "toxic" is getting thrown around a lot. You know, it's kind of silly because when you think about it, you know, you know, people say Yankees fans are assholes, uh, Cowboys fans are assholes, right? You know, this and that, this and that, and they are maybe maybe as a whole. But I mean, it's a fucking you know you know what I mean? Everybody's getting so butthurt and using the word "toxic" just because people don't agree, right? Listen, I'm sorry. I don't care about the Young Bucks. I don't think they should be EVPs of any company. I don't think they should be tag champions. They should be your mid-card act that gets people hyped up for the first match of the pay-per-view by doing a bunch of flips. That's perfectly fine. Beyond that, no. And that doesn't make me toxic. We don't agree with Cornette 100% of the time. We also well bring it to the table recently. But it's it's just sad to see people get so wound up over something that's supposed to be fun and enjoyable.
2: What's the word I said earlier? Everybody nowadays a bunch of what? Pussies.
3: Oh well, that, that's true. Yeah. Well, look at you're looking at fucking just a bunch just, of
2: sensitive you, people. Yeah. It, 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 using the word toxic when you don't even know what a toxic environment is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were in a toxic environment, you wouldn't even use the word toxic. First You'd of say, all, I'm in a fucked up environment. Yeah.
3: <laughs> First of all, it's Twitter. So what do you expect? But second of right. all, if somebody doesn't like your favorite wrestlers just shut up about it nobody cares
2: yeah man i i'm not gonna lie i thought you were gonna say that uh rebby was gonna be hopping in there at some point she might have who the, the fuck she, knows
3: she might have
2: because there's she's usually pretty quick to hop on twitter and be like oh i'm oh, sorry i know. i have my husband's dick <laughs> in the purse Excuse let me, me say something here <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what speaking of after about an hour or so we can finally go to the table
0: Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh. God!
2: While traveling, I rediscovered an album, and I want to—I'm going to sing something to you, ODM, and I'm going to see if you can guess either the album or the musicians or whatever you want to call it. Um, this album was released January first, nineteen ninety. Okay. I feel like you're going to be able to get this because you're a fan, okay? All right. Well, you're damned if you do. What are we talking about? Well, you're damned if you do. Where's your sense of humor? Well, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Anything yet?
3: Does the Simpsons sing the blues.
2: Well, let's start <laughs> at the start and let me take it away. My name is Simpson Bartholomew J. yo the simpsons sing the blues
3: i had this uh i had this god
2: damn what a good cd it is or well cassette tape is what i had back in the day yeah um like it no lie go back and re-listen to it take out do the bartman deep deep trouble and some of your fun shit lisa wails the fuck out of god bless the child and uh mona lisa blues
3: homer does does uh, a pretty born under a bad born under a
2: bad and it's not
0: bad except the a big bag of pork rinds is going to carry me to my grave.
2: <laughs> and then he got burns. Ooh, look at all those idiots. Ooh, look at all those fools. <laughs> nice, man. Good job. Yeah, man. Good job. Did hey. you have it? What's that? Did you have a copy when you were a kid? Uh,
3: yeah, I just said, yeah, I had it on cassette. Yeah, oh, damn right I did.
2: Okay, all right. I, it's funny because I when I looked it up, it said released January first, nineteen ninety, and I go, I am like pretty pretty sure I had it like only a week later at best because I remember it being around that New Year's or whatever and getting it and that I wore the shit out of that tape. Oh hell yeah, we got an old Chuck Berry classic on it, School Days.
3: Oh yeah,
0: hail hail rock and roll.
2: Damn. Deep deep trouble was my jam. Oh same. That here. was that was my favorite. Same one. here. I, yep.
3: <laughs> Way better than do the Bartman.
2: Shave me, bear. Gave me a lolly I don't like Bartman. No. The only thing I liked about Bartman was you could do the Bartman if you're bad, like Michael Jackson. It's the only thing that was really good out of the entire thing, pretty much. Bart, Bart. All right. <laughs> what are you bringing to the table this week, man? That's pretty good. So,
3: <clears throat> I this this is old. This happened, I think, right after. I think I was hanging out with Weezy Town about our recording session in person and all that, and some of the jokes and stuff. And then we were just talking, you know. He works in a shop, uh, you know, and he's always sweating balls. And I used to dive under desks, you know, for IT. And you know, I would always keep a thing of gold bond medicated powder in my bag because you got to dust the balls sometimes. You got to dust the <laughs> balls, right? You just, you the f- do I have it. no idea where this is going. Right? I made it. I made you, know, you, you You, you got to dust the balls. And did I ever tell you about my invention? That I, <laughs> that I, that I, I make. did. I ever tell you about my invention, bro? You know, because listen, man, on a I hot know, summer baby. day, on a hot summer day, you got to be like LeBron. Like when LeBron comes in, he gets the chalk and he fucking puts it in his hands and he throws it up in the air. Right. <laughs> right? So what I want to do is I want to make a statue, maybe like a foot tall, maybe two feet tall, depending on how tall you are. And it's just LeBron and he's got his hands cupped. You put a little gold bond on it on his hands. You step on like a little actuator and fucking tosses it up right up under your fucking sackage. People walk into your he, bathroom. Why do you have a statue of LeBron James in your bathroom?
2: Take your pants off. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be a great idea.
3: Tell me that wouldn't be a great idea. But then, then But does goes, he clap after? That's. Uh, I mean, he can. Yeah, we can keep it kind of loose. So when it comes together, you know, kind of goes back. Well, I was going to say, you may want to back out of it pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, well, you got to get the height right. That's a very important detail. But then we were th- trying to think of other, like, good fucking people. And, you know, what if you... <laughs> What if Dustin Rhodes brings back an old character and tries to sell you
5: gold
2: bond. All right, this show just went off the rails. I need a break. What the fuck? You know what? You know who wouldn't approve of that? This version of Dustin Rhodes that we're seeing in 1998 right now at this time. All right, you're in timeout. Let's take a break. Let's go to the wars.
0: Money! Wars. You should have smelled what the rock was cooking.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, look at below. Nation ain't gonna like this. I ain't faking. You should have smelled what the rock was baking. The rock was baking. Brother was baking. Uh, look at, look at d-lo He's the man. He's gonna shake his hand. I'm trying to Belo supposed to be Owen Hart. Well enough is enough, and it's time for a change! (laughs) Listen to that! It is Owen Hart! Did you hear that So what? Nobody listens to me. Nobody gives a damn what I think. And what the hell am I doing wearing this ridiculous outfit? (laughs) I look like a damn road sign. (laughs) What the hell am I? A school crossing? you know i tried to be a tough guy but i just couldn't grow my damn beard in <laughs> and you know what i am not a nugget i'm a black heart damn it a winner a soul survivor <laughs> <laughs> oh, things are not well in calgary tonight that is, that is owen hart and if anybody smells what the rock is cooking it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. <laughs> what the hell am I? An art <laughs> What does the brother look like? An art Milo, look at Milo.
0: There's Marone in DDP. Finally- Finish him off. He's calling for it. This is it, this is it. Your career's on the line here. Do it, do it. His place only when he picks him up. He's got him up. Oh, We've got a new heavyweight champion royal world! The first undefeated man in the history of this sport to ever win the world championship and have a record of 107, 108, who cares? There's zero on the other side. We've got a new champion.
2: I don't know what you're cooking. <laughs> Smells like shit. <laughs> Think I have some anyway. Quite possibly the best thing X Pac has actually done his entire career, besides beating Razor Ramon, up to this point right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing he has done. <laughs> up until him doing that part right there. Well that was that was the funniest thing I've ever seen him do. Oh my god. That that and
3: Hulk Hogan, you suck pal.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm surprised he didn't put a pal on this. He refrained. Alright. We have a lot that we could oh unfold because Let's not forget, the 744 hours that we've been needing to watch all of this show, you know, it's it's catching up, especially with my travels, the Jazz Fest, graduations, work itself, but, and not to mention binging Better Call Saul. So <laughs> we are going to give you the Cliff Notes version of what we've missed over the last couple of weeks. But it's funny because as soon as we went on break, I was like, oh my God, this is this week. Oh shit, this is this this week too. Man, we're missing so much shit. And yeah, we couldn't just pass over. I think this. it was July sixth was July sixth was absolutely one sixth. of the uh craziest nights for both shows <laughs> that I could I think. So let's uh in the words of DX break it down.
3: Well, like you said, July 6th, will start with Raw. Taker comes out. He wants the title shot now. Vince tells Austin he's going to defend the title when and against who he says. And that it fully loaded, which is our uh, upcoming WWE pay-per-view. It's going to be Taker and Austin versus Kane and Mankind. And later tonight, excuse me, Vince will name the number one contender for the world title. Next, I'm going to bring it up now because I don't know where in the show it happened. Because of all the shit that made the cock... There's one thing that certainly didn't, and that's blackface because we get DX mocking the nation. The Croc, D'Lo, Mizar Henry, and <laughs> Owen with the nose. <laughs> Woo! <Whoa! laughs> I am not a nugget. I'm a blackheart, damn it. Woo!
2: Jason, sen- Jason, Jason Sensation. Jason Sensation, yep. Yeah. Uh we'll get to him later. So I will let me let me say this. When it came to this uh this part, I have seen it many times. Still mm-hmm. it's funny because my version has it. And after I watch it, I go, wait a second. And I texted you, I said, so they even make a reference of it. And I know that in the following week, we you know we'll get to that in a minute, but it's funny because I was like, Wow, well, how mm-hmm. did they I'm like, how did you know? And something came up on a uh, timeline for you, for you to be able to see it. But now not everybody was doing blackface, you know, but a chunk of them. Road dog was hysterical, keeping the D head thing going, uh, in, in the multicolored check chest protector and the hat with the spinny tassel, which is fucking fantastic. The only thing Billy Gunn did was the pimps up hose down west side, which is fucking great. I gotta be honest, man, I because I had seen it so many times, this is the first time I have spent staring at the crowd. And they were in Pittsburgh. Couldn't find one black person in there, man. I was trying to find a black person's reaction. So many white guys are like, yeah, yeah, woo And I'm like I'm like, was it perf uh, purpose camera? Shots like, ooh, don't show that angle. Let's get this one over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah,
3: kind of cringy,
2: but it that's I was just so like, I was curious how people took it, but maybe they were semi okay with it because of wrestling. And I hate to say that in a stupid way, but how it was being done, I don't know. And I don't mean it's okay because it was the 90s, it was cool back then. I'm saying that the context of because, because of the wrestling, show, right? Because wrestling. Uh, Mizar Henry, how do you get your the pecs to go around your back? It was just fucking awesome. Great, great segment. <laughs> it was bad and good.
3: Yeah, good and terrible.
2: Yeah, there it is. Good and terrible.
3: All right, so, uh, you know, the one thing, you know, as much as I blew through these episodes just to try to save some time, I watched every Brawl for All fucking match there was. So Come did
2: I! And we got... I! I fast-forwarded <laughs> so many matches because I was like, oh, I don't need to see this fucking match again. It's the don't same care. one I've seen yep. twice in the last couple of weeks, like especially on Nitro. But I couldn't not watch it. I wanted to see who died in the ring each week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we get Bracus versus Savio Vega. Um, remember Bracus?
2: Well, I think this is the only time he ever came in because uh, his little strongman mm-hmm. showing did nothing because Savio legit grew up in the fucking streets. He's got a no fucking him. problem fighting, man. Again, he's also is yeah. he a Golden Gloves boxing champ or not Golden Gloves? But a, a, I think in Puerto Rico, yeah, I
3: don't remember. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't remember if he has any boxing accolades. But either way, he took Brockas to the fucking yeah. He destroyed him. This was one-sided.
2: You can tell who has some fighting skills and who does not. Some people throw punches like a bitch in this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, your life is on the line. If you're throwing like this, this guy's going to connect and you're done. Like, all I can think about is the the bark gun hit from Butterbean and he just bounces down. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God. It's, it's not Stop. a good top. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, please. Let's move on.
3: Um. I don't remember this, but apparently King Mabel decided to make a return and just attack Ken Shamrock.
2: I, <laughs> this entire time that while he was beating up Shamrock, all I could think about was the ministry's not till next year, with you know, in 99. Yeah, right. And I'm like, and I know he's in that. I'm like, I do not recall this dude being around in SummerSlam because SummerSlam's biggest build up was Highway to Hell with ACDC and all that shit, uh, and I remember it. And, and I'm like, I don't remember Mabel's fat ass being there at all. Yeah. Speaking of my version, every commercial, eight weeks away, seven weeks away. I'm on the highway to hell. <laughs> I know they're not doing that on the Peacock version because that uh, they no. own owe a lot of money for that one. Uh yeah. But the best it's part funny, about huh? this is that. On the same night, the same fucking night that this guy returns and beats up Ken Shamrock, tabs out to Ken Shamrock.
3: Yeah, in a couple minutes. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by. Quick. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, isn't it funny how he looks like Huel?
2: Oh, my God. You're watching too much of Saw, <laughs> No, he does. <laughs> you come from uh, Vince Reasonably.
3: comes to the ring night. The- <laughs> I <laughs> love Huel. 28 minutes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just from the back of the courtroom. He didn't even need to say it, but he had to be accurate.
3: (laughs) Um, Vince comes to the ring announces the number one contender. He calls Mankind Kane, and Taker to the ring, and after dragging it out, he says, we're going to have a triple threat between you guys to decide who the number one contender is going to be. Next, you get Hawk versus Draws. They're supposed to be boys. Uh, Another brawl for all match. Uh, This was just sloppy and sad. Uh, The match ended up being a draw, Um, and if I'm not mistaken, not to spoil it, I believe Hawk got hurt, uh, so Draws ends up moving on, because I remember from Dark Side Draws talking about when he lost, he was pissed off because he felt like he shouldn't have. I'm looking forward to that
2: match. So he, I think uh, Hawk his nose was broken in this match. They so referenced it that it was bleeding. Yes. So I think that may have been it might have just not been able to go on to the next match. Cause just even for like, not yep. like necessarily a full broken nose, but whatever. Um, well, it was sloppy yeah, there's, because there's Hawk was drunk and it was sloppy because draws, throws, punches like a fucking bitch. I've never mm-hmm. seen, I take that back and I don't mean bitch in the term of a woman. I mean like a bitch ass guy who can't throw a punch he, I've seen women beat the fuck out of other women better than him. He was just like, <laughs> the way he was like, it was like his arms were just throwing, like, you're not supposed to hit with your palm with a boxing glove. Not sure if anybody's ever told you that, dude. That's how he was doing it. Like it a horrible.
3: jive-ass coolie.
2: And you can't even say, oh, I was terrible. blocking so, I, so Hawk wouldn't get me. It was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible.
3: Uh, Jacqueline ch- challenges Sable to a bikini contest. Lawler had to change his shorts. Uh, we get our triple threat match for the number one contendership. Uh Taker doesn't come out. Vince talks to the ring announcer. Says, eh, tell him to say that Taker is chicken shit. Now it's gonna be Kane versus Mankind and it's gonna be no holds barred, falls count anywhere. Mankind starts throwing a temper tantrum saying he can't fight his friend Kane. Kane Austin's on commentary. Uh, gets a chair, sma- Austin is on commentary
2: with Vince, yes. Um <clears throat> yeah, so uh I, I gotta set the stage on this. I absolutely love this. I remember watching this, but the downfall is the night of this WCW airing aired, no problem. There was something on, on USA Network, on at least whatever coast I was in, or East Coast, but whatever the fuck was on. I remember this didn't air until Saturday night, this exact airing of this Raw, personally. Maybe something local, I don't know, whatever, maybe something happened. I don't know, but I do remember it aired later where I'm going with this is I remember watching this then so it's dark as fuck because they're doing the, the red lighting Cain and Mankind are there but Mankind is sitting on the outside up against the steps saying he doesn't want to do it and how he's sitting there and the Vince says ring the bell Cain goes over and just grabs a chair while Mankind's sitting there and just wails the fuck out of his head once. Which is, you know, hitting the steps and his head, of course. Rolling him in the ring. Pin. Kane is your number one contender. And Austin looks pissed off. He's like, what the hell? Like, And they, and he goes, and you hear Vince, oh, he's the winner. And no sooner that the pin happened, they quickly turn the lights on. I'm talking like within a second of that pin. The lights are on. And as they're just showing the reaction of Stone Cold and Vince, they now quickly, just quickly enough, get back in time. The mask is already half off. It's Undertaker. He rips the fucking mask off. He was Kane. One of the best fucking swerves I remember this I remember going nuts as a kid. And I was like, this, this was one of the coolest things ever. Cause there's so many questions are taker and cane and cahoots. You know what I mean? Like with all this right here. Um, but it also made extreme more sense as to why it was so much darker than a normal red cane matches. They were trying to hide the size cause takers built different. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. all of it. But then as soon as he rips the mask off, Austin's reaction was the shit. He just slaps his headset off like pissed off because Taker's been kind of calling him out enough as it is, and now he's your number one contender. And they're on the highway to hell. Boom.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, a pretty crazy Raw to say the
2: least. I loved it. Between that and the DX parody, very loaded Raw. And the return of King Mabel. That's right. They keep calling him King Mabel. Won the goddamn thing three years ago, but he's still worthy of the name King. Okay.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So we go to Nitro. It's in the Georgia Dome. So, you know, hot crowd there, obviously. Uh, We get a recap from Thunder. Dylan's pushing people to buy tickets for Nitro. Uh, And the reason is Hogan is going to defend his title against Goldberg. This is such a big event that commentary is in
2: suits. Nah, they're in tuxes. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, or Shavani's. Yeah, Shavani's got a
3: bow tie on, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they're so obviously this is going to be a big night. It starts as it typically does with a long-winded Hogan promo. He says he's not going to defend. Goldberg has to defeat another NWO brother first. Then uh, we see Buff Bagwell are arriving. He's in a neck brace and being pushed around in a wheelchair by Judy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm not telling you who Judy is. You should know. Um. <laughs> Next, you get a DDP Carl Malone promo. Malone with the line of the night to Dennis Rodman. I'm going to knock the paint out your hair, boy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know, we're building towards Bash at the Beach, which is this coming Sunday, by the way. Not this exact one for (laughs) the thing, but at this This timeline of this thing in July 6th, we have that going on.
3: It's, it's the go home show, yep, for Bash at the Beach. Yep. yep. Uh, Goldberg is shown bashing his head on a locker door. So that's always fun. That always uh, Buff helps. cuts a babyface promo. He's from Georgia, so he gets a big ovation there. Uh, Scott Hall returns. He still does not look right. Doesn't look terrible, but still doesn't look right. Uh, and uh, Hall is the one that Goldberg has to face. Uh, Malone and DDP keep Hall from powdering, and Goldberg beats him.
2: There you go. And so this was a U.S. title match. defense, by the way,
3: for against Scott Hall.
2: Yeah, it was his. It, he was uh, I defending don't... his U.S. title during this match.
3: Oh, I did not realize that. Uh, all right. Well, so throughout the show, they've been showing milestones of uh, Goldberg's career, um, and we get Goldberg versus Hogan. Hennig, Hennig comes to the ring at one mm-hmm. point. DDP and Malone stop him. Malone hits a cutter. Uh, Goldberg spear, jackhammer. Heenan is freaking the fuck out, Big Pop. I mean, talk about pulling the trigger. <laughs> they, they, they're like, "Fuck it, we're not waiting around. We're just gonna do it."
2: Well, and I don't think people realized. A lot of people, you know, talk about the history of this night. Everybody's like the night in Georgia Dome where uh, Goldberg beat Hogan. Many people may not remember the dude pulled double duty for the night, you know, defending a championship and then going on and winning another championship. There may never be another pop like that ever again, man. I, I've never seen a pop so huge when someone won the championship as much as, I mean, like, people were jumping. And, and Heenan's not, he wasn't lying. He goes, the spice is going to erupt when he lifts them up. And he did. And the crowd, I mean, they were already loud. They got louder. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah. It, Heenan sold the shit out of it. Your career's on the line. Do it. Oh, Do did. it. Do it. I was like, it's. And that's a good guy that he's doing it for. He never sells that way for a fucking right? baby face. It was awesome. Yeah.
3: So, uh, yeah, again, I just you talk about pulling the trigger. They fucking did it. I mean, they did something right. <laughs> Got to give them something. So, as we mentioned, uh, go-home show for Bash at the Beach was July twelfth, nineteen 1998. Uh, opens up with Saturn versus Raven. Um, Saturn uh, botched a move. Uh, but he recovered quick. He slipped off the top rope and then he just hit a drop kick commentary, sold it. Well, it was, it was a mistake. It was, it was a mistake. And, uh, Saturn did a really good job covering it. What he didn't do a good job of was Raven puts a table on the floor. I'm sorry. Saturn sets up a table, puts Raven on the table. You know, they're on the floor. Then Saturn puts another table on top of that table. So Raven is between two tables. He goes to the top rope. Canyon comes out, pulls Raven off the table. Clear view of Saturn. Saturn gets to the top after Raven's already gone. Saturn looks right down where Raven is not and just tries to jump through the tables anyway. He just jumps through the tables. Best part is he overshot it and just slid right off of it.
2: Well, I mean, I'm up here. Uh, Fuck it. I'm doing it.
3: (laughs) Maybe he couldn't see because of that second table. Maybe it was blocking his view.
2: Doesn't he have a wonky eye?
3: I don't know. He probably did after that. He
2: did after this bump.
3: Uh, Yeah, so anyway, Canyon's acting like he's siding with Raven, but he hits a flatliner on the chair to him. Riggs rolls in Saturn and Lodi then rolls Raven on top. They only get a two count. This was a shit show. Raven won shortly after. This was not a good opening match. Uh, Next match was Kidman versus Hoovy. Hoovy won. That should have opened the show.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: All right. Stevie Ray versus Chavo. Chavo has a Tiger inner tube and a super soaker. He's facing Eddie later in a hair versus hair match. It's actually the next match. Eddie uh, comes to the ring. Uh, Chavo stalls. He reaches out to shake the hand of Stevie Ray. They shake hands, and Chavo just drops to his knees and submits.
2: (laughs) His hand was too strong. Handshake was way too fucking strong. What's all right? My only issue with this, okay, is and Chavo goes well. Well, before the match, he goes, "This is for you, Eddie." because the whole thing is is he's facing Eddie and he's like but if this is what you want I'll face you but he but he's it's like a weird psychotic mode that Chavo's in and but he goes this match is for you Eddie and then he does the submission right there like you just said he submits to the handshake and then he goes all right Eddie come on now now it's time let's go come on get in your ring my only issue with this is Stevie Ray has pissed the fuck off and yelling at the referee he's like but he was shaking my hand you won, dude, and you didn't do anything. Go home.
3: <laughs> right. It Hit was bothering showers. me that he
2: was, it was just really weird that he did that, especially for how the next couple of weeks are about to go anyway. It was just a weird, I didn't, I didn't care for yeah.
3: it. But. Stevie Ray over the next couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: Yes. But Eddie and Chavo delivered a great match at Bash of the Beach.
3: Yeah, it was a good match. The only my problem with this was because you know they had the scissors, the pair of scissors, right? And at one point, uh, who the fuck had Chavo had him and he he throws his arm back right in front of fucking little Nate. Almost stabs him there, and then little Neve just grabs it, and then they do a roll up from there. I'm like, should you have done all of that while holding a pair of fucking scissors? And we're not talking like you know a pair of office scissors. We're talking like a fucking pair of metal, fucking sharp pointed, heavy duty scissors. They look like. Are you sure they no, were? No, maybe gimmick? they were gimmick just so somebody. Yeah, they might have been gimmicked, but still, it was kind of fucked up. But anyway, yeah, Eddie gets the one on the roll-up. Uh, Chavo grabs the, the clippers and tells Eddie to sit, and then Chavo just starts shaving his own head while laughing, and Eddie just leaves. And it's great. The crowd's loving it. Chavo's squirting everybody with the super soaker. Um, it, it was something else. You know, we've seen a lot of times in hair matches that sometimes those clippers get gummed up. Uh, but uh, Chavo did a pretty good job of uh He did all right with hair. it. For the most part. Yeah, he
2: did pretty good. He didn't maybe because they were smart on their wrestling and he wasn't sweating his balls off and his hair was soaked. His hair was pretty decently dry by the end of that match so he could actually do it. Um, but it was pretty funny because he kept going to the the camera. He goes, Eddie, do it. And he goes, he doesn't want to do it. I'm doing it for myself. It's no problem, Eddie. That's why I'm like, this. he's a funny version and I only knew a little bit of Chavo's journey with Pepe and things like that you know what I mean but not really a whole lot I didn't pay attention to him because again I was a WWF guy at this time so watching all this him shave his own head in the crowd going nuts I was like wow this dude was really over back then it's kind of cool
3: oh yeah yeah he goes full tilt and it only gets better from here Uh, next you get Disco Douche with Alex Wright versus Conan Uh, Wright speaking German and Wolfpack just comes in and beats the shit out of both of them Conan gets the win
2: Best thing I've seen Disco Inferno Uh, involved in.
3: Giant versus Kevin Green. This was a train wreck as you'd expect Giant wins. Mm -hmm. Anything to add there? (laughs) No, no, you (laughs) actually
2: (laughs) said everything right. (laughs)
4: That
3: was very succinct. Uh, So Jericho was supposed to defend his title against Malenko, uh, but Malenko broke protocol he was supposed to not defend lay a finger on Jericho leading up to the match, and he immediately just broke it. Jericho comes into the ring with a top hat and a cane. He was going to do a little shucking and jiving. Uh, Dylan to the ring. Uh, you know, the fans are disappointed. They wanted to see you defend. You know, we found some guy. We found some local guy. He hasn't wrestled in six months. You know, he's selling it short to Jericho. Jericho's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, make it DQ. Bring out this job or I got some time to kill. It's fucking Rey Mysterio which we haven't seen for like six months or something. Uh, He had knee surgeries, got the brace on. Uh, Mysterio reverses the lion tamer into a pin, wins the fucking title. Malenko chases Jericho to the back, but Jericho runs right into Arn Anderson, who holds him just long enough for Malenko to get his hands on him and beat the shit out of him. Very cool to see Not the last Arn. Next you got Bret Hart versus Booker T for the TV title. Booker goes for the tope. Bret hits him with a chair. It's a DQ. Brett works the bad knee, figure four on the post. He flips the ref off, which is great. Uh, Stevie Ray doesn't come out for a save until, like, after a minute or two of Brett having that hold on on the post. Uh, Stevie's like, no, he doesn't need the medics. He doesn't need the medics. Okay, you know, he'll walk out of here. And Parker's like, fuck that. Where's the doctor? basically <laughs> <That's laughs> what happened. It was I ain't weird. walking. Like, I, I get what they were doing. It was just weird. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, bullshit, get over here, help me. <laughs> Um, yeah, Goldberg versus Hennig for the heavyweight title. Goldberg has the cut on his head from smashing his head into the locker. Uh, Goldberg kicks out of the Hennigplex, which, you know, commentary sold and Goldberg retained, obviously. Your main event: Hollywood Hogan and Rodzilla versus DDP and Carl Malone. Rodman is just wearing jeans. He doesn't give a fuck. There's 30 <laughs> minutes left in the goddamn pay-per-view.
2: Said the when same this match thing. Started. Said the same thing. I go, oh, maybe there's another match, and I'm not thinking about it. Maybe I'm just not thinking that there's another match that's about to happen. No, no, this actually does milk all the way to the end. I mean, the celebration maybe was yeah. about five in total, but still,
3: sure. Oh, and then the first five to ten minutes was just stalling. Um, so basically, what happens is Disciple hits a neckbreaker on DDP, rolls Hogan on top of him for the pin. Uh, afterwards, Malone hits a cutter on Disciple. The black and white celebrate on the ramp while DDP and Malone go through the fans and celebrate. This felt like Luger versus Yoko.
2: Yeah. Celebrating the count out, basically. You're right. It's and yeah. it's funny, though, because Hall is right there with him and everybody's all happy and shit. They go to Nitro the next night. You know? And, you know, I know that's kind of skipping ahead, but yeah, can't wait to talk about that.
3: Well, we're going right into it. July 13th, 1998, Nitro, black and white come to the ring, uh, cut a promo on Goldberg and then family business. They call, Hogan calls out Hall for losing to Goldberg, tells him he dropped the ball, and he's like, I want a PCU tonight. Hall accepts. Hogan starts calling out Bischoff, says, You're going to be the ref for the match. Uh, and the disciple actually speaks for once. Uh, he cuts a promo on DDP. He wants a match against him tonight.
2: Yeah, I. Uh... Either he was just ad libbing or he just repeated himself like four times in a row. It was the same it, lines over and over it, and over. It was and I and I saw the same thing, I'm like, I haven't even heard him talk yet, but now I think I found out why. I was waiting for him like a cutting and strutting.
3: <laughs> um <laughs> He, I Listen, we never thought of him as, as an exceptional promo, but he wasn't that bad. I'm almost wondering if Hogan just got long-winded long and lost his place, and Disciple's like, oh, I'll fill in here. Let me just do a little riffing, you know, and it didn't go well. Who, who knows? Either work. way, it didn't fucking work out very well. Uh, next, you get Rude and Hennig on the ramp. Rude says he wasn't at the Bash at the Beach because somebody canceled his flight. Hennig says, I found Goldberg's weakness and uh, I don't need you at ringside. No offense. I'm going to take care of this myself. And they have that kind of weird back and forth. Uh, Jericho uses the rule book. He wants to get that decision reversed. He's saying suspended wrestlers can't be there. Uh, Dylan shows no balls and says, yeah, he's right. And uh, Jericho calls Mysterio Ron Mysterio. <laughs> is my favorite thing
2: from now on. I'm calling him Ron Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I've also taken on some of the names that Jericho used to call certain people. Like I think he may have coined it at one point if he hasn't done it yet. Stinko Malinko. Um he's, he's no, he, had yeah. a, Uh
3: it it was either this week or next week.
2: Okay, my buddy Spade and I have always called him Stinko Malenko ever since then. Like, it's just, you can't not say it. So, and he has other names that, yeah, it's great. So, Ron Mysterio, good for him. What bothers me is this is becoming the most WCW shit. It's the, well, at the championship, reverse next day, handing it over. That's, this is twice now with the fucking Cruiserweight. Malenko did it after the last yes. pay-per-view, and now Mysterio.
3: Yep. Uh, Yeah, and Jericho tells Malenko he can face Ray to see, or Ron, to see who the number one contender is going to be. Next, you get uh, Buff Bagwell. He's on the ramp again with Gene. Uh, He says, you know, I want to face the man who did this to me, Rick Steiner. So Rick Steiner comes out. Uh, He's got his arm still in a sling from his shoulder injury uh, from Scott Steiner's attack. Hogan and Disciple immediately come out, and Hogan says, you know, the only thing I hate more than a couple of cowards is a couple of cripples. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Good line. <laughs> you,
3: you can't even laugh. You just have this disappointed look like, God damn it. <laughs> and Hogan just shoves Bagwell right out of the fucking wheelchair. Um, yeah, so a lot of heat there. I didn't uh, like let's it. Let's see. Stevie Ray comes to the ring, and he's carrying the TV title. All right. Uh, Booker's in the hospital from last night. And, uh, the, you know, they ask him, why are you... Uh, why are you carrying that title? Well, Booker gave me power of attorney. Uh, and he has a match against Rick Martel and, uh, you know, defends against him. Martel coming back after a knee injury. Haven't seen him in a while. Uh, next, you get Ron Mysterio versus Dean Malenko for the number one contender. Uh, Jer- Jericho attacks Malenko with a title rig. Ron gets the win. Damn it. See, I'm going to have to keep typing it, Ron. Uh, DDP interferes in the Hogan-Hall match. Uh, hits a cutter on Bischoff. Nash makes the save uh, for DDP. <laughs> Hall and Nash do too sweet, the crowd fucking pops, and then Hall turns again. Right right, it just turns right back on him. (laughs) It
2: was that moment
3: of like, yes, they're back together. Oh no.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was a good one. And then he's so he's residing with Hogan. And to Hogan, he's like, Okay, you showed your loyalty, brother. Ugh. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah.
3: Annoying. And then your main event is Hennig versus Goldberg, again for the world title, again, and it was literally a one-minute squash. One! I don't think I've ever seen Hennig lose that quick.
2: Nope, it was bullshit. No wonder you look so mad on the way to the ring.
3: <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah. He's still got some, He and we know he's still got a few years left in him. Yeah. He probably could have went longer if he didn't fucking die unexpectedly. You know? But, damn shame. Anyway, we'll go to Raw now, and I don't fucking remember this at all. The show opens with Shawn Michaels. Man, someone ran out of pill money. He goes right to comment. Yeah, well, well, that too, because he makes a comment. Uh, He goes right to commentary, and that's where he's going to stay for the night. Uh, And he says, yeah, you know, I saw our fans getting obliterated by the competition, so I figured I might as well show up. Basically the same, we're getting our asses kicked in the ratings probably after the Goldberg uh, winning the title. And he's like, oh, fuck it. How can we get the numbers up? Oh, bring fucking Sean back. He can sit on commentary. Got the pop, you know? He got the ovation, but uh, yeah. So we get uh, Taker versus Vader. It is our first match. Uh, Bearer, Kane, and Mankind are at ringside. Taker wins. Mankind goes for a chair shot, but Kane stops him. And then Kane attacks Vader with the chair. And Shawn Michaels goes, I'm completely lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Uh, next, we get our uh, another brawl for all match. It's Bart Gunn versus Bob Holly. For those of you who don't remember, they are a tag team right now. They are the new Midnight Express. And they mention that Cornette has resigned as the manager of the Midnight Express. So they meet at the middle of the ring. And get the rules, shake hands, whatever. And as Gunn is walking away, Holly shoves him. Now that might have just been them, just you know, being partners and just being like, hey, let's 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 give this a little flair here because you know,
2: um,
3: yeah, Gunn beat the shit or, out of him, Uh And
2: huh? I was gonna say, or, or is it hardcore Holly being about to be hardcore Holly? Because I mean, this is the end of audacious <clears throat> Bart and bombastic. Billy or whatever the fucking name is, or uh, Bob. Yeah, close enough. So, yeah, that shoved to the face. I don't know if, because I mean, if these things are unscripted, I wonder if the shove to the face was real or not. I kind of had that thought, but
3: well, who knows. Well, here's the thing: the, the part, yeah, the thing that I think was more of a shoot was after the decision. Holly went after him, and they started. Right. It, like, it turned into a pull apart, and you can hear Holly go, "Come on, you dick." <laughs> and I mean, because Bart, Bart landed some shots, you know, Bart didn't hold back. Bart went after him and fucking, you could tell that dude knew how to fight because
2: this was the best, he he was best fucking match or bout so far out of all of them.
3: I think so. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Well, you mentioned him earlier and now he's on commentary. Jason sensation. Um, he is fucking great. He did. Uh, he's, he. They told him to do Owen, uh, and then he does Brett and Shawn Michaels. Go. Who was that? Some mid Carter.
2: <laughs> and then he did a Shawn Michaels impression and an Undertaker and impression a Taker, and a Stone and, Cold and impression.
1: Austin.
3: Yeah, yep. he was fucking good. He was really good. Um, Nation's backstage. They respond to the parody. Owen says, "I oh, will enough. Uh, enough is enough. <laughs> it's time for a change." So Owen runs down. He slaps Jason. Drew Blood rolls him into the ring, locks in the sharpshooter. The Nation breaks it up. DX runs in. And there you go. Uh, This leads right into our next match. It's The Rock and Owen Hart versus Triple H and X-Pac. DX wins. Uh, You get Sable (laughs) coming to commentary for the Mero Blackman match. Uh, If you remember, they fought in Brawl for All. Uh, They're having a straight wrestling match now. As Sable starts to sit down, Shawn Michaels goes... Jennifer, anything I say about her is just complimentary. I'm guessing he was talking to his wife.
2: (laughs) That's a pretty good line. I didn't catch it. I must have missed it. I was like, I'll just fast forward a little bit through this one. That's a good one.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, let's see. You get Kane and Mankind versus the New Age Outlaws for the tag titles. Uh, DX and the Nation fight on the ramp. d hits the splash on Road Dog, Mankind, and Kane win the fucking titles. Uh, Triple H is backstage with Vince. Uh, says, you know, we need some refs that can keep control. You know, you need to do something about this. Uh, next, you get Val Venus showing Yamaguchi, uh, Val's newest video. And it's blurred. He's, you know. Getting some attention, and the cover comes off, and it's Mrs. Yamaguchi. You know, shit like that will get you pee-pee choppy choppy. (laughs) But what do I know? What do I know? Vince calls Taker to the ring, wants to know if Kane helped Taker if they're in cahoots. You're going to hear that word a lot, cahoots. Um, Taker says, you know what, you can go to hell. Glass breaks. Austin wants to know as well. Taker tells him, well, you can go to hell too. Then DX shows up in the ring. Hey, Vince, we want some answers. We want a rematch tonight. You'll find out if Taker and Kane are in cahoots. We're going to have three refs. We want a rematch for our tag titles, and we want three refs. We want the ref inside and two enforcers on the outside. Those enforcers are going to be Taker and Austin. And Vince is like, hey, that's a pretty fucking good idea. And you know what I said? That's a pretty fucking good idea.
2: I actually I, I like the whole segment, all of it, and it's showing Triple H becoming full leader a little more into his own. And then after getting what he wants, he goes, and by the way, Vince, we got two words for you. suck it, and the whole crowd <laughs> does it. It was just <laughs> getting what he wanted and then still saying suck it.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, and actually, Godfather versus Dan Severin, brawl for all. Uh, this was another sloppy one. This is this this match was a prime example of why this should not have happened. The crowd wasn't happy. I don't think Severin was happy. Uh, Severin did get the win mostly on takedowns. Uh, this is the match where they weren't sure which who got the takedown. You know, somebody initiated, but the other person ended up on top. So who got it? Um, you know, not to fucking you know spoil kayfabe here and, and jump ahead, but. Severin fucking is like, this is a shit show, and I'm not going to have my name uh, on this. I'm out. Uh, And Godfather ends up fucking advancing to to take Severin's place. Yep. Because being an accomplished, one of the greatest UFC or MMA fighters of all time, yeah, you kind of don't want the stink of this weird fucking tournament on you. So,
2: yeah. But also, then why couldn't you take Godfather out?
3: And just replace him with somebody else?
2: No. I meant more of like then. Severn, if you're such an accomplished fucking fighter, why oh. couldn't you just take Godfather? Well, because he's out? not a
3: boxer. Because it wasn't MMA. It was you can box, you can throw oh. punches, and you can take down. You know what I mean? Just he's saying. a he's a grappler. Yeah, so he couldn't lock on a fucking chokehold. So, grapple this, whatever. That's it. <laughs> when we're done. I will. My <laughs> own, not yours. So main event, it's the rematch for the tag titles. The uh, Kiyota takes two ref bumps. Uh, Austin goes to count after Road Dog uh, makes a pin. Taker pulls him out at two. Kane goes for a pin. Taker immediately rolls back into the ring to start counting. Austin pulls him off. Kane attacks Austin. Taker attacks Mankind. The Nation and DX come out, and we get stunners and choke slams for everybody to end the show.
2: And the next week.
3: There it is, the next week. Well, the next week would be the July 20th show. Uh, it would have also happens to be my 20th birthday at this point.
2: Oh, well, so, happy birthday. There. Both then and now. Thanks.
3: The then and now. Forever. Together.
2: <laughs> I'm fucking really just... I don't even know if I'm... I just... Wow.
3: You can be mad at it. That's fine. I'm, okay I'm a
2: little bit of, I want to boo, but I'm also <laughs> wanting to clap. I thought it was pretty good.
3: Uh, Vince is in the ring. Uh, we got a sign. I did add it to the doc. Vince sucks a fat one.
0: <laughs> I saw <him.
3: laughs> uh, Let's see. Uh, he goes through Taker's actions of his late, and he says, I'm going gonna, gonna to give him one more chance to answer if he's in cahoots with Kane. No answer. Vince says, fine, then you're going to face Kane and mankind tonight. Uh, and he tells Taker he can go to hell. Taker choke slams him. The Stooges come out. Taker choke slams Briscoe and Slaughter. Next, you get Triple H versus D'Lo for the European title. It was supposed to be Triple H and The Rock title for title, um, but they apparently switched it. Henry distracts the rest by arguing with China Rock. hits a rock bottom. D'Lo wins the fucking European title.
2: Becomes the champion of Europe. Love it.
3: Yep. <laughs> Next, Pierre Roulette versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. Oh, boy. Thankfully, this is not okay. the match uh, that I was thinking of. That's We've got a while for that one. Uh, it gets called Same, at the end but of I the really, third round. Beca-
2: I, I really fucking thought that PCO would put up a better fucking showing than this. He was gassed Bro, to
3: PCO, shit. He, yep. He basically gave up at the end. They called it.
2: Yeah. Like, with 13 seconds left, yeah. he goes. You, the ref's like, do you want to continue? He's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going go to yeah. <laughs> Right?
3: And Dr. Death is another one of those guys where he just fucking went tilt. He's like, listen, I don't care if I like you or not. I'm going to fucking murder you. Right? And and the whole thing was Jim Ross just putting uh, Dr. Death over. I
2: uh, you know? Okay. And there's also this. PCO can see out of both of his fucking eyes. Gimmick or no gimmick, you put him at a disadvantage by making him wear the eye patch.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and when it comes to boxing, you don't kind of don't want to do that.
2: That's that's kind of what I'm saying. No wonder he was gassed. Yeah. He was running around the ring because he couldn't see out of one eye. He had to keep running and turning <laughs> his head. <laughs>
3: Just turning his head like this so he can see out of his good eye. <laughs> no um, one sees us doing this, but it's fun yeah. to
2: us. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. Uh, we see Taker leaving the arena. Uh, Austin's in the ring with Jr. Uh, we get a promo on the pay-per-view match, and Vince, Vince, and the Stooges interrupt. Uh, Austin's going to take taste, Taker's place in the handicap match. Uh, Austin says, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And Vince says, well, if you leave, I'm going to strip you of the title. So there you go. Um, we get a Marrow Sable, Jacqueline segment, and then at the very end, and the camera didn't even fucking really catch it. Edge just comes in and fucking hits a move on Marrow and bounces. What was his initial, uh, they- Fisher?
2: Yes, and they botched the shit out of this because they didn't even get it on a replay. It's like they barely got his debut at all. It looked like almost a fan ran in the ring at this point. Um, This Mm -hmm. was a a pretty funny promo back and forth between Sable and Jacqueline just calling each other all sorts of names like
3: Oh. Yeah,
2: but she's like, that was my favorite one. She was like, come on out here, skank. I was like, oh, I miss Jacqueline on, on Mike. She was good. <laughs> um, You may or may not have mentioned this. I'm sorry, but I'll just repeat it. This is the go-home show to Fully Loaded right now, so uh, which is something we're covering next week. But yeah, so here we go. Keep it going.
3: Absolutely. What was the name of Edge's finisher back then?
2: Edgecution.
3: Yes. That's it. Thank you.
2: It was either the Terminator, the Eliminator, or the Masturbator.
3: Well, the Masturbator's right here. I can grab it. Oh, wait. That's not <laughs> what you're talking about. Never mind. Uh, Shawn Michaels shows up again for commentary. I, a Major League uh, Two reference. I thought all.
2: you would have caught it, dude.
3: I know. I know I did. You hit it. You can rename it.
2: Okay. There it is. Okay.
3: See? I know what you're talking about. Uh, we get uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Eight Ball for the Brawl for All. Um, they this was like a replay, so this must have been like a dark match. Yeah, because uh, it, it it legit looked like a dark match. Well, Scorpio gets the win. Paul uh, started like you know stronger, I guess, uh, and then uh, Scorpio just came back and just took it to him. So Scorpio advances. Next, you get Rock versus X Pack for, for the IC title. It was uh, yeah, so Nation and DX are sent to the back, but China just hangs around ringside anyway. A ref bump. D'Lo followed through the crowd by Triple H. Uh, Triple H stops D'Lo from hitting the frog splash. Triple H hits the pedigree on the rock. Pac rolls over for the pin. The second ref comes in and stops Tim White's count. X-Pac gets DQ'd. It turns into a brawl. And then Triple H gets a fan to show a smattering.
2: And that's what I was in reference to And I said it's the two sets this week. Um, Plant? (sighs) I'm going to... If if it was a
3: plant, they did a good job of it because she obviously she had this, the DX sign, Triple H spotted her and Triple H has looked for the, you know, these people before. And he tells her, he says, let's see him. Let's see him. And she lifts up her shirt and, you know, you see her bra, whatever. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. We want to see it all. And she fucking does. And King again had to change his shorts. So and they
2: just I, happen to have say, sensors ready over that spot, that exact moment. All those fans. Well, uh, well, they have delay. Okay.
3: Yeah, no, they have, I mean, th- there's a delay. So they've got enough of a buffer that they can censor if they need she to She
2: looked fly. too much like a porn star or a hooker to have been just this a random true. wrestling fan sitting in, not the lower row, but the upper well, deck area there just yeah because remember out of Sean all the signs the ex, he got her to do this on tv you had to get fucking sure. permission she's a plant It, it could was be a plant but by the way it could great be. set well, of plants when... great set of plants
3: great set fantastic <laughs> almost as good as that influencer that uh, nightwing wanted the video of um so and we go to our main event it's kane and mankind versus austin vince is watching from the back Uh, Taker goes to the ring with a chair. He gets in Austin's corner like he's going to be his tag partner. This was very the timing they fucked up. Uh, Taker kept hesitating. It looked like he was going to try to hit Austin with the chair, but he hit Kane. Uh, There's commentary selling we don't know if it was on purpose, on accident. Uh, Austin hits Mankind and Taker with the chair, and that's how we go off the air. Can you believe it? We're almost there. (laughs) We'll get through Nitro and we'll be completely caught up on 1,210 hours of the wars for 1998. You get a Hall Scott Hall promo on uh, Kevin Nash. Basically, Hall says, Nash, you're not half the man Hogan is. Uh, Stevie Ray comes out and he says, you know what, I gave the title back to Booker. I don't have it anymore. Towards the end of the match, Chavo comes out with Pepe and a Lone Ranger mask. And he has the TV title. And he just leaves it at ringside. And Stevie Ray just hides it behind his back on his way to the back. He's literally just holding like, I ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> was fucking... But Chavo in the in the uh, uh, Lone Ranger mask was fucking hilarious. Next you get Rick Steiner with Gene. His arm's no longer in a sling. That was fucking good timing. Uh, you know, Going back to saying he wants a match against his brother uh buff gets wheeled out and rick says you know hey man i I feel i I feel feel like it's my fault i feel bad uh there's anything i can do i can i'll be there (laughs) like he, he just he says he it sounds like he's trying really hard to say he's sorry without saying he's sorry um but you know buff says you know i was mad at first but you know this has changed my life for the better i'm gonna forgive you and i love you scott comes out hits rick with the chair and Buff gets up, takes the chair, hits Rick, takes the neck brace off, takes off his shirt, and he's got an NWO black and white shirt on. Buff is back.
2: So earlier, I you may, you may be able to tell through our show, um, with me living in the bumfuck of Oregon up here, and I'm also in some uh, windy winds today, uh, we kind of had a delay. And I had said out loud, when Hogan knocked Buff over, I said I hated it. Because we know that he was coming back. I and but I also knew what they were doing with this wheelchair thing and I knew this exact part was going to happen. It bothered me that Hogan knocked him over. It looked so much better that he would have gotten up to help Rick while being hurt and then you hand the chair over and you hit him. Just didn't like that Hogan was the first one to knock him over. I think it was just just didn't need yeah. to happen cuz the fucking shock would have been that much better for this exact moment right here. So, crowd-fucking-booed the shit out yeah, of that well for it.
3: Right. Now, no, you're right. I mean, they do that a lot where like they kind of blow their load too early or they just fucking misplay it, and then the, the one that you're supposed to get the reaction on doesn't get the reaction because you kind of already fumbled it the first time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next was Bischoff's late-night segment where he pretends to be Jay Leno while making fun of Jay Leno. I didn't watch. I skipped right past it. Anything you want to say about that?
2: Uh, he had a couple of really, really bad jokes and it was all plant, uh, in, or, uh, overdubbed, uh, laughter sounds and shit. La-
3: laugh tracks. Laugh tracks. Yeah. Yep.
2: Horrible. Yeah, and then terrible. what made me think about uh, it is I go, oh no, that means that Jay Leno is going to be coming here soon. Shit. Yeah. I thought the same thing. And I can't remember. It, it, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't wait.
3: Yeah, we get an emotional interview from Nash uh, from past week's Thunder. Uh, the interview freezes, cuts out, technical difficulties. Hall's shown getting out of the production truck, so there you go. Nash confronts him, they fight, black and white swarm, Wolfpack comes out, and it's just a big brawl. Bret Hart goes to commentary, talking about how he's going to beat DDP's ass. The two of them are supposed to have a match. Apparently Goldberg vacated the U.S. title, so it's going to be Bret versus DDP for the U.S. title. Yep. Uh, and we see DDP shown backstage. He's been beaten down. Conan's trying to get help for him. Uh, Brett heads to the ring anyway, and Dylan says, like, uh, hey, asshole, he's hurt. You're, you're not having a match. Oh, okay. So next we get Nash and Sting versus Hall and the Giant for the tag titles. Brett interferes. Giant Hall win. New tag champions. Um, this is the best segment of the show, in my opinion, because Muda is there tonight. And the great Muda and Masahiro Masahiro Chono, who are uh, still part of the Black and White. And they're taking on Das Douchebags, which is Alex Wright and Disco Douchebag. Uh, Muda wins with a submission on Disco. Norton comes to the ring, and he just starts beating the shit out of him with him. This is the best segment yet. Again, you get great Muda. You actually got to watch him wrestle. He actually gets the win with a submission, like you might expect. And Scott Norton, who is a big star in New Japan Pro Wrestling, also just is like, yeah, what's up, guys? I'll beat the shit out of him. And Disco got his ass
2: kicked. Good stuff.
3: And there's that, too. There's that, too. Uh, We see the Nitro Girl showing a smattering as well. Uh, Trainer comes out to interrupt and get Kimberly because her husband's had the shit beat out of him. Uh, Hogan, another rambling promo. Uh, You get Conan with uh, Antoine Carr, who's on the Jazz, I think. Uh, versus Eddie, Chavo comes out dressed like Conan and acting like him, has Pepe with him and Conan just attacks Eddie with Pepe <laughs> <Orale>, Holmes! Right?
2: <laughs> this shit's actually pretty entertaining, pretty I'm not gonna funny. lie This is a lot of stuff I missed I only <laughs> tuned in for like main events of Nitro, man This is a lot of the shit that I had right. I started watching the mid-card stuff I probably would have liked Chavo a long time ago
3: Oh, dude! You know, and I I've, talk, I've talked about this. You know, I think. I think one point we're gonna have to calculate like the half point of the war because we should be right about there. Uh, and just kind of talk about some things that you know we've enjoyed, didn't like, you know, things we didn't expect, shit it, like unexpected, that. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've said this a million times, and I'll continue to say it. As, as much as WC, as much as we see WCW fuck up and fumble and all this sh- shitty booking throughout this whole thing. Their mid-card matches and feuds are pretty fucking good for the most part. It's just and when you got so the now when you that really... shit doesn't get the attention.
2: And, and when you go back to those documentaries, you hear your Jericho's Mysterio's and all those guys, and even when Benoit was alive and on those documentaries, they would say, we were the ones that uh, were putting on the great matches, but they weren't promoting us to the next level. We weren't getting to the main event spot. If you had carried the formula through that was working and brought it to the main event and some of the uh, older talent did step aside, who knows, man, maybe things could have been different. You know, it's a, you know, one of those, you'll never know, but it's, they were really carrying those pay-per-views and a lot of those shows. If you were a WCW fan, it was because you were liking those mid-card guys. It couldn't have been the main event shit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a damn shame. But, hey, hey, at least we're getting to enjoy some of it. Probably less and less as we progress, but it is what it is. Uh, your main event, it's Brett versus DDP for the U.S. title. Uh, Page comes out, and he's all fucking gimped out. No music. His ribs are bandaged again. Again. Uh, and Brett just gets the sharpshooter on for the win. Page gets taken away on a stretcher, and it's great because the black and the white are fucking passing him as DDP is getting wheeled up the ramp, and Hall just attacks him. It, it wasn't over the top. They didn't knock him off. It wasn't a big thing. Just laid in a couple shots. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and it and ends, Nitro. Yeah, with
3: fucking uh fucking Page uh, getting loaded into the gonna... ambulance.
2: And I was going to say, Nitro goes off the air with black and white. Before the night started, had... Nothing really, but they're draped in gold now. You got the new tag champs with Hall and uh, Giant, and then now the U.S. title there too. So, it, you know, it's they're not dead in the water. You know, they, I thought Wolfpack kind of took over. That was my my theory. You know, when they eventually remerge, but no, they're still doing something. And Goldberg's holding the world title, and so we're just gonna see a lot of squash matches from here until uh, Starcade I think finally when Nash beats him. We have to go all the way to then. Holy shit, that's a long time to watch a lot of Goldberg matches. Yeah, I know, right. Well, the good news is we're caught up on the wars, man. That's not bad. Whew. All right, so, Walter White is living in Albuquerque, and... (laughs) I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) Yo, I say... Do you realize we are still on this? You know, we're on season two, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Oh, my God. It's such a good show, but you admit it, now that you went back and you already rewatched All of Saul, it's just so good, man. Like that it is. time. It's just fantastic. Kidding. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling podcast. We're glad that you were back with us this week, and we're back next week. Well, kind of. I think that you are, are You on vacation next week. Is that, the, is that what the jig is?
3: Yeah, I'm working uh, till Wednesday, and then I'm off for about a week and a half. Pretty sweet.
2: Right on. Well, that's good. Good for you. And we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. Next week, I'll just kind of keep things going because we have to talk about Fully Loaded. And for blood and guts happening, I figured I'm going to try and get in a uh, little bit of notes. So you never know, even if you want to throw a couple lines or two in before you get on vacation. But either way... Now that we've hashed that out, well, we could have done it off the air. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I'm the professor. Welcome back. And as you know, we close every show with five words from ODM.
3: Time to watch Breaking Bad. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at, the top of wrestling at gmail.com, On their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page, remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night,
5: folks.
1: All right. Well, you're damned if you do. What are we talking about? Well, you're damned if you do. Where's your sense of humor? Well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Bart! Let me start at the start, then take it away. My name is Simpson Bartholomew J. That's Bart with an art and a capital B. Then Sim plus S-O-N. That's me. Introductions aside, let's move right along. Ago, all of a sudden, trouble started to grow. Alarm was buzzing. I was snoozing Supposed to get up now But I was refusing To let reality Become an intrusion Cause in dreamy dreamland, I was cruising But the buzz kept buzzing My head kept buzzing Gave the radio a throw And heard an explosion Opened up my eyes To my surprise There stood Homer And his temperature rise I was chilling He was yelling Face all distorted Cause he was propelling It wasn't what he said But more of his tone The usual jive Put your nose to the grindstone I said I'm real sorry But that didn't I started to protest, but Dad said, Shut it! Get up, mow the lawn, move it on the double. Cause if you don't, you're in deep, deep trouble. And the sun is blazing Homer's in the driveway Getting in the car with Mom and Lisa Hope they're going real far Then Dad yells Bar! And I go, yo He goes done yet? And I go, no So he goes oh, you're too slow. So I step on the gas To speed up the mo Didn't see that sprinkler Underneath that tree Wham <sighs> Raining on me I go, whoa Homer goes No My thanks after working my butt off. Homer revs the motor and they all start to Put off. Soaked to the bone, standing in a puddle. No one needs to tell me I'm in deep, deep trouble. on the lawn at the sky with my sunshades on. Now I've never ever claimed that I was a smarty, but inspiration hits me. Let's have a party! So called up my posse, they were here in a flash. They brought all their pals, we started to thrash. They oh, were yeah. shopping and stomping, and occasional crash. A fistfight or two and Nintendo for cash. We raided the fridge, dogs raided the trash. I got a little worried when the windows got smashed. The next thing you know, Mom and Dad are home. The kids disappear and I'm all alone. Everything's silent except for my moan and the low bluesy tone of a saxophone they look at me then they go into a huddle get the sinking sensation i'm in deep deep trouble My tale of sadness. I was dragged down the street by his royal dadness. We rounded the corner and came to a stop. Threw me inside Jake's barber shop. I said, Please, sir, just a little off the top. Dude shaved me bare, gave me a lollipop. So on my head, there's nothing but stubble. Man, I hate being in deep, deep trouble. <laughs>